Oh man, technical issues everybody Finally this is like the third time we've attempted this So hopefully it sounds good If not Hopefully so, that works Hopefully that works Yeah, it sounds like it We're not cutting in and out uh, on each other But uh, before we dive into anything I want to give a big shout out to the new newlyweds of the East Society Shout out shout to out. Mr. and Mrs. Chris Stevens <laughs> Rachel uh, She's part of the East Society for the last few years uh, Her and Chris finally tied the knot So I want to give a shout out to both of them Shout out, uh, hopefully shout the out. weather was good. Hopefully the weather was good because it was raining cats and dogs over here. And if it's usually bad here, it's probably worse there. But uh, from the pictures I've seen, it looked like everything uh, yeah. went off pretty good. And um, yeah, so shout out to both of them. Right on. You guys are the best. Love you both. And many, many good things for you to come. Welcome to the club. Shout out. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, too long for me. I don't know, 30-something years. I, I don't know. It's all a blur, everybody. Uh, not not like it's a bad thing. I'm just saying. It's just been forever. <laughs> Four uh-huh. kids, two, two grandkids later. Ah, man. But um, some other news. Uh, Bob Barker. He passed a few days ago. Uh, 99 And the internet went crazy with the jokes I just like Man come on I mean, He's an American icon uh, Some people especially in the native communities well, Found out That uh, he was I think his dad was uh, part native But Bob Barker like He was proud of it but he never like Ran around Yeah I'm read this and read that He just kind of just kept it to himself But everyone knew but People found out, and everybody was like, "What? What?" So it was kind of even Renee was like, "I didn't know." I said, "I was like, damn, where you guys been?" But uh, I've been a Price Is Right fan since I was a kid. Shout out to my grandma; uh, she was uh, always watching it at her house when uh, before she would go to work. And I always just kind of thought it was a cool show, something that we could sit there and watch and guess and yell at the screen. I actually got to go. To the price is right twice in uh 
They said it was Burbank. It's not Burbank. It was like Hollywood, kind of close uh, around the Melrose area at the CBS studios. It, it's cool. I don't know if it's still in that same studio, uh, the new version now with um, Drew Carey, but it was it was fun to be in there. I mean, watching it all those years, and finally, like, my friends were like, let's go, let's go. So they, because we always watched it at work in the morning when I was working in Oakland. So we went down there. He got tickets, and he goes, come on, let's go. So I think it was like four of us, we went. And uh, it was cool. It was, you had to make a day of it. Uh, I believe they do two tapings, one in the morning. We were in the afternoon session. So um, we sit outside forever. They come outside. They give you uh, your name tag, that, those big yellow tags that you, they put on you when you write your name on it. You go, there's a producer, I think a couple producers sitting at the door before you actually walk in and they ask you, okay, where are you from and da-da-da-da, and what do you do? Um, so you just tell them like that, and that's pretty much basically how they how they pick who's going to be on the prices, right? Uh, there's a guarantee, because some friends of mine went, they went in a big group. They said, if you make a reservation and you're in a big group, they're guaranteed to pull one of you out of that group. I didn't go to this, to this one, but a friend of mine, Nancy, she got up to go onto the show. She didn't win the showcase or anything. She won whatever she bid on some, I can't remember what it was called, some big closet looking wardrobe thing. But it was cool just to go in there and uh, Bob Barker to see him in all his glory. Uh, I, to me, I think the best seats, uh, if you sit in the back, because if you're in the front, you ain't seeing nothing but the uh, cameramen and the butts and their butts because they're right in front of you. Uh, even those people that are down on the front that are that are guessing. I mean, there's cameras on them, too. But I mean, it's like the closer you sit, you, you really you're watching the screens. Uh, the second time I went, we were we were way in the front row, way off to the right of the stage. If we're looking at the stage, we were to the right side of it. And you couldn't see us at all. Even when they did that full pan shot of the crowd in the beginning, you you could you, you saw one of my buddies. I was kind of against the wall. Um, the first time we went, we were sitting in in the very back row in the middle. So when they had those big huge shots, they they were like, everyone just jump up and hoot and holler like this is the greatest thing. So there, there's someone standing on stage holding an applause and uh, yell sign or whatever. So, but it was cool to see that and to see uh, Bob Barker in action. I do have an autographed picture of him somewhere in my piles of stuff um, when we were leaving. Um, well, they uh, took took something. For, oh, my friend had, um, he's a diabetic, and he had a little package with his syringes in it, and they wouldn't let him take that in. So they kind of, so we'll go to the back and it'll be wherever in some room so when it was over we went to the back and we were talking to those ladies and they're like yeah you guys had a fun time we're like yeah cool and she goes well, all right um we usually have autographed pictures of, of bob barker but he's we ran out so um, if you guys leave your name and address we'll we'll send some to you we're like okay cool so i don't know like a month or so later a package came for me and i went oh cool um there was but barker's beauties i can't remember the name of all of them there was them and then uh it looked like theirs had the the autograph printed uh, like 
like if you took the picture and it was already written on there, it wasn't like written on there, but Bob Barker's that picture, that one was actually signed. So I have that one in my uh, pile of this and that. So, but Pretty yeah, cool. he, as soon as I find it, I'll hang it up here in the studio, put it in a frame, but it was cool to, to go do that, to see it. And all the little movie, of course, happy Gilmore. When you see him pop up in that, it's it's hilarious, and um, it was I didn't realize how old he was, so but it was cool. But always watching that show is going to remind me of going there, but mainly remind me uh, being at my grandma's house watching the show. But were you a fan of Price is Right? Yeah, uh, I mentioned this. Uh, we did another little uh, pod. I think it was in the, the WWE one. We mentioned this, and I was saying there that more during the Bob Barker days, less so during the more recent. Uh, Drew Carey uh, is now the host of the show, so ever since he took over, less so. Uh, definitely more uh, old school. Uh, Price is Right for me. So yeah. If it's on, I'll watch it. I don't like seek it out when. Uh, right. Well, when I worked when I worked the morning shift in Oakland, man, we it was always on because we were all sitting there hooting and hollering and guessing and everything. But the song is stuck uh, forever, like stuck in my head. That's something like that'll never leave me. And it's like I I can't I I probably haven't watched that show in like years, like years and years. I haven't like watched any of it. But that song, you can't get it out of your head. The da da Yeah, I mean it's it's made its way into hip hop. I mean, right. people right. have used that sample, and every now, I mean, people even MCs come on down and this and that. Or you guessed the price right. Any kind of slogan or whatever in that show worked it away into somebody's hip hop song at one point right. or the other. So I mean, it was good, man. It was a part of Americana, and just yeah, it's Price is Right. It, it was a cool show. It always made me laugh and hoot and holler and and all this. So, but. Yeah, again, I, we didn't know the man, but to just grow up watching that show, it was something that uh, I always loved doing, sitting there watching it with my grandma or watching it with my friends at work. So, but yeah, rest in peace, Bob Barker. Um, there's some more, but we'll get that when we get to to sports. But uh, sounds like we got more TV, and I do not have any. So why don't you just kick us yeah, off with let's... whatever you got? Oh, well, that yeah. first one with the celebrity thingy. Yeah. Right. Well, only the last time we did a regular full episode, a couple episodes ago, uh, I talked about stumbling onto uh, the first season of Claim to Fame on Hulu. And I had watched the first few and I, you know, let it go for, for a little. And then I tried to come back to it and Hulu had removed the first season. They only had season two on there. So I was like, uh, do I want to do this or not? And I was like, well, fine. I was counting on watching it anyway. I'll throw it on. I'm sure it's not going to spoil season one. So I threw on the first episode. And my reaction to that was like, uh, uh, nobody had a reaction like that uh, after the end of the first season. And just to quickly throw out the whole premise of the show, it's a bunch of people. It claimed to fame. It's a bunch of people who... Uh, they're not famous themselves, but they're related to somebody who is famous. 
And it's so it's a group of people and they all kind of got to guess who each other are. And when it comes down to it, um, they do like a competition and the person who comes in last, they got to be the they've got to call somebody else out to guess. And the only person they can't call out is the person who won the competition. So that person's like safe, but everybody else is open to be called out and they have like uh, clues along the way and they have like a clue board in the house. And so you got to put it together and uh, spoilers for the first episode of season two, because I wanted to get another reaction. So I had him check it out. Uh, but it turns out um, the first person, I guess she felt completely blindsided, but uh, uh the, the person, uh, the guy, uh, guessed that uh, she's related to Tom Hanks. And it turns out it's true. And after the fact, like, she says, like, a nice thing. Like, oh, yeah, he's the kindest person. And, and he's so he's so great. You think he's, he's awesome, but he's just the kindest person. But then she just loses her mind. Like, she lost it she went off crying and then she was like screaming she went to the house to pack and everybody's just sitting around and she's like yelling how unfair this is they screwed me and then the clues ah, i didn't even get to do it ah. she lost her mind and i was like damn she brought shame to tom hanks but uh what was your reaction <laughs> Uh, I tried to watch the show. I watched the first maybe 20 minutes of it, and it was killing me, so I kind of fast-forwarded it to, to the end. Um, it seems cool. I mean, uh, the... I think uh, you'd be good at it. You're awesome which Jonas? at goading people. So. Wh- which Jonas is it? That's okay, the, the so third yeah, that's guy. also... The third yeah, that's Jonas one of the, brother out of the no, singing group. No, it's the group. fourth. Um, it's the fourth. It's the youngest brother. No. Jonas. No, is, no, I'm just saying out of out of the three, there's Nick and Kevin and then whatever it's Kevin. The yeah. oh, is that who it is? So it's Kevin. Because Nick is, is the, the one that everyone loves. Famous, yeah. But Kevin is the one. Uh, oh no, 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 no. Uh, Nick. Or is it Nick? Nick Jonas, Kevin, and uh geez, what are the other ones' names? Um out of the three, everyone, there's the, the there's the one that everyone loves, and then there's the middle dude, and then there's the the older one with curly hair. It's him and what's well, his brother's name? The, the one on the, the show? The one on the show is actually the fourth Jonas brother. It's Frankie. No, but but he doesn't. He's not a singer. He he's just, not. That's what I'm saying. He, like, that's the shit. No, I'm just like, saying the, the other, the, 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 the main guy of the show is the one of the singers. Yeah, it's like Kevin. <laughs> but I'm trying to remember what the hell is that other, the middle one's name? Uh, Joe. So, okay. So yeah, it's Kevin is the one that's on the show. He's the famous one, and then yeah, Frankie Jonas is the he's the claim to fame guy. So yeah, that's the shtick of the show. And the funny thing is, I went further in this second season, and one of the challenges they did took so long that uh, Kevin had to leave. He, he got in a helicopter and flew away from the challenge. So when the challenge ended, it was only Frankie there too to uh to you know finish talking to them and everything (laughs) well man he's he's a busy man i'm surprised he had time to do this i mean because they're still out on the road 
Yeah, yeah, looking, yeah. Exactly. I'm looking here. They got shows in Denmark and Germany and France and Poland. Uh, <laughs> oh no, this is is this next year's? Is it because it's May? This must be next year's. I, I don't know, but they, they're still out on the road doing it. Uh, as far as Joe, I think he's the one that's married to um, what's her nuts from uh, Game of Thrones, the so redhead true. one. Yeah, I think he's married to her. Nick, I don't know who he's. Did he marry someone famous or did he just? I think or, isn't one of them with uh, ah, what's her name? She was on that TV show on ABC. Paprika or whatever Priyanka, yeah, Pri- yeah. Yank, whatever her name is. Right, I don't even know. Right? Yeah, I don't know. She who was she on uh, Quantico. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to each his own, everyone. But if I'm famous for whatever reason, I ain't getting married to nobody. <laughs> but that's me. <laughs> so. Yeah. But yeah, I think you'd be really good if you were into the show. I get it didn't catch your attention, but I think you'd be really good at like see because you're great at Comic Con at picking people out of the crowd. So I think you'd be pretty good at like guessing who people are. Um, I've watched a good amount now of the second season and like some people's clues I say, I would say are way easier than others. And like, there's one person, three people have guessed who the, his uh, claim to fame is and three have got it wrong. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. The first person guessed Elvis. The next person guessed, um, uh elton john and then the third person just guessed as the episode i just watched uh billy idol and (laughs) they're not getting it so uh the only clue i know and i'm like i don't even want to look it up because now i'm like i want to be surprised but uh this person like i guess won uh one of the seasons of dancing with the stars so I don't I I wouldn't know. <laughs> it looks like one of them now is Rosario Dawson's cousin or sister or something. Yeah, I, I can't I'm, I don't know. I'm not looking. I don't have a cast list in front of me. Um, But as far as what I remember watching a show, I was I did look at all of them. She was the only one that kind of stood out to me. I wasn't sure if she was a, a someone well, what'd you think about the Hanks freak out? <laughs> one of those guys. One of those guys. One of those guys said it. He goes, "It's a game show. What is she doing?" Exactly. That's what I keep saying. I say this all the time. It's a game show. She's ah, I can't believe they did this to me. Ah, that whoever that one guy was, that one white guy, uh, was she was like, he did me dirty. Ah, I confined it. I'm like, shut up. It's a game show. You do what you got to do to win. She just took it way too serious. What do they win anyway? Uh, I can't remember. It's a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, something like that. Oh man, she acted like this was it, and she can't go to work on Monday or something. And I was. The truth of the matter is, they'll all be fine. They've got their celebrity connection. (laughs) That doesn't mean they're gonna give you their money. If I was famous, man, I'm not gonna give. Uh, family members money Just yeah. because I'm rich But that's me everyone I mean <laughs> uh, like I say for some reason If I won um, let's, I, I wouldn't say I'd be famous tomorrow Let's just say I won Powerball that was like 
a hundred billion dollars or something stupid like that. Let's just say that. If I was to win some money like that, the only money, the only people that I would spread the wealth with other than my family that live with me in my house and my brother-in-law, probably one of my brothers. I'm not sure about my other ones. Um, but my niece, I would help her out. She's trying to do the best she can in school. Of course, my mom and dad. Um, the Zizo here, of course, man, he's been here, been here with me <laughs> thick and thin. I mean, he's been down with me when I'm poor. So if it, I mean, anyone that yeah. was down for me when and right. when uh, we're poor, I mean, don't don't come. Hey, man, what's up, bro? Uh, you're the best. Come on. <laughs> no, like I, I would have no problem here, man. You need to buy a car here. You need to buy whatever here. I would not even think twice about to give you that money. If I had this crazy amounts uh, of money, but yeah, um, the, I mean, to each his own with your money, do what you want with it. But I, if I'm that rich, I'm not just going to give my money. I guarantee you family members would come out of the woodwork and I, I'm no, I know who thinking offhand there's a few that I would hand something to, but there's a most majority of my family. Nope. Uh, if you listen to this and, I'm sure they know who they are. <laughs> they won't get shit, but that's me, everyone. I I'm right. I I couldn't do it because I I know if you're doing good in your life, no problem. Like Jade, she's going to school, she's doing her thing. Um, no problem. Here, here you go. I I would have no problem doing that because I know because she well she graduated, but <laughs> I know she did something. She's doing something with her life. She's not just pissing off. Uh, not like my dumbass daughter that pissed her life away. I don't know what the fuck she's doing, but I go. She wouldn't get shit. I'll tell you that right now. For those of you that know me, you know what's going on. But hell no, she wouldn't get shit. But my sons, of course. Eric, he's doing school. Marky's living his life and working hard, and all that. So no issues, no issues. But right, yeah, right. I mean, I don't know who this girl is, but she just ah, she yeah. lost it. I haven't seen anything like that, too. All these little shows I watch, like, i never seen nothing like that. All the seasons of Big Brother, I mean, I've seen some stuff, but, like, nothing like that. Like, I was like, damn. The last big thing that I watched on a reality show when someone just flipped out was, uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched that show, Flavor of Love, with uh, Flavor of Flav. There was this girl on there. Her name was Pumpkin. Um... I think that was her name. Sounds uh, right. They found out something. No, well, I guess she did porn, and then uh, Flavor found out, and he was just not cool with it. But I guess that one girl got pretty high up uh, within the girls. Um, but when she got eliminated, she went off on one of the other girls. I think it was New York. Ooh, I hated her. <laughs> so I hated her so much to give her her own show. I love New York. But anyway, they were arguing, and Pumpkin, I think that was her name, spit in New York's face. Like, I mean, it it happened really quick, (laughs) but um, it (laughs) when they put it in slow motion, when she spit. (laughs) But New York, man, she was not having it. She just immediately... Rushed her and ah fucking bitch and everything and the the, the right. things were were beeping and 
Yeah, man, it got physical. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the last time I ever seen something get that crazy. And right. uh, I was laughing. I'm watching a little clip of it right now. Yeah, man, she spit right in her face. Looked like Oof. it went in her mouth. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> yeah. Yikes! So yeah, well, I mean, that's as far as my reality watching. That's the only one that comes to mind, really. Yeah. That uh, she went nuts and everything in it, but this girl, man, she acted like this was the end of the world. The thing that was funny, yeah, is like you said when they were just looking at the the other, the remaining contestants, and she was already in the house packing her stuff. Yeah, you hear her screaming, they, like they're talking. Yeah. And, ah! then they would yeah. start looking around. <laughs> and normally. When somebody leaves, everybody's like, oh, man, it was great to get to know you. Like, I'm going to miss you. Hugs. And like this, like, yeah, she like stormed off crying, upset. Like you could tell. And like it was like even uncomfortable for the uh, the Jonas's because <laughs> normally, yeah, they're like have something to say. I do got to say, though, is interesting. Not every celeb records something, but a lot do. And it's interesting, you know, obviously Tom's one of the hugest actors in the world, so I'm not surprised. But, like, it's interesting they did, he didn't record anything. So, uh, you know, obviously, I'm sure they're close and they showed pictures of them together. But uh, I'll give you, for example, the second person to get eliminated, she, like, she guessed wrong. She brought the one guy up and guessed uh, Elvis Presley. And so when you get it wrong, then you're exposed. And so she got exposed. She was uh, related to Dolly Parton. And when that was revealed, they showed a little video uh, from Dolly Parton. She said, hey, everybody, like, I'm so proud of my my niece here and everything like that. So uh, it's cool when they have when they have that. Like, obviously, not everybody does it, but um, a good amount do, I'd say, have little messages. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Tom hasn't chimed in. He probably don't care. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm sure he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and he taking yeah. nothing out of his pocket. But uh, will I watch this show? I uh, probably not. I I barely got. You'd be good what at I it. I, think so. I I I I get it. Whatever you know. But I think come, you'd be actually be good at it. Like, come back with a wrap up. Come yeah. back with a wrap up and let us know who won. I will. I will. I've, I'm at the point now where I think it's the final five. And like I said, three people have been eliminated for guessing this one guy wrong. Like I said, they guess Elvis wrong. They guess Elton John wrong. And they guessed uh, Billy Idol all wrong. And now I'm really curious who is because obviously they think it's they I think because it's some clue about uh like retro rocker i think that there's like a 70s clue in there which goes to show some of these youngins like i don't know is it billy idol's more 80s i don't even know if he did he even release anything in the 70s um hmm. he might have but i don't i don't really i recall all the 80s stuff 80s when, stuff, when yeah. rebel yell and all that came out right um he might have been in the in the punk scene i want to say yeah it says years active since 76 okay 
There you go. So, so it could have counted, but that was that was the most recent guess, and I was like, I I'm actually the least confident in that one because they were like, I didn't feel like he was the '70s was a good clue for him. <laughs> I was watching something, and they were talking. It was like one of the old punk documentaries, and uh, he was in it, and he he was talking about bands and wherever. Where's he from? Uh, England, London, yeah. So England. So it was um, the punk scene, especially there, was going strong uh, with everything. So he he was right right in it. So I assume that's where his career started. Actually, like I said, I didn't hear of the name Billy Idol until when did that first album come out? Oh, not uh, Rebel Yell '83. Not his very first album, which was uh, just titled Billy Idol. I don't even know if he had Oh, White Wedding was on that one. Okay. Uh well I guess I heard White Wedding first, but then um Dancing with Myself, that was I thought that was on Rebel Yell. And I can make me click on that too. Uh Rebel Yell, that was eighty three. And I cause I remember it had Rebel Yell, Eyes Without a Face, Flesh for Fantasy. Well, I guess uh, Dancing with Myself was on that one. But I don't know, but uh, Billy Idol, yeah, he's been going since the seventies. Yeah. Well, let me let me give you just uh, obviously okay spoilers for Claim to Fame season two. If you don't want to know, skip ahead one minute. Um, the other people right off the top of my head that got uh, revealed, um, the brother of Alicia Keys, uh, and Alicia Keys. Um, had a little message for him. The daughter of Eddie Murphy. And um, that was like people guessed her like right away. Like she lasted a little bit, but everybody was just like, it was going to be easy out. Like it was kind of obvious. Like the clue board had like donkey on it from Shrek, you know? So mm. that was like a given. Um, and uh uh, grandson of uh, Jimmy Carter, former U.S. president. I met Mrs. Carter, but yeah. I never mentioned that before. <laughs> I, met, right? I seen I seen Jimmy Carter. He was walking on on the on, on the tarmac, but I I met whatever Mrs. Carter's name was. Her son was running for I don't know something in Nevada, so they were at the airport. They didn't. They weren't. Um, up in the terminal they were down below uh, really quick i was walking into the back room to the training room and because i saw people i saw my manager back there and she's never there at night so i was like why is she here so i was walking back there but when i walked past this hallway i saw these people putting guns in their holsters and i stopped and i was like whoa what's happening and then when i walked in my uh boss well oh, come here come here this is uh I, I can't remember her first name someone's yelling it uh Mrs. Carter and she went Jimmy Carter's wife. I went, I went, oh hey, and she was like, hey, how you doing? So I, j- I just met her. I can't remember her name. He was an older woman, but I, I saw Jimmy Carter. I didn't, I didn't get to meet him. I guess awesome. when you're president, you have a uh, secret service with you constantly. Yep. And uh, I figured, all right, well, I guess <laughs> if you can't have your own plane, um, they put you on a regular uh, commercial airlines. So yeah, but and it's always they, I guess think 
it's always interesting to think how many presidents are still alive. So how many are out there still with Secret Service? Like, it's actually amazing that, uh, you know, he's he's up there and whatever. Actually, the, the the grandson did say, you know, he is at the very end. They said he was he said he's in hospice right now. So. I'm sure. You know, his. Time is 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 very much uh, limited, so he's 98. Right. Shit, he's um, like almost the same age as my grandma. Right. Right. So, but yeah, the grandson revealed that yeah, he was in hospice, so it's only a matter of time now. So, but everybody was obviously super kind and shout out to him and the the the, the grandson was really nice. He was the one who guessed uh, Tom Hanks. Hmm. The he that's the he was the the grandson of jimmy carter so there was that one jimmy carter was when i was able to realize that there was a president of the united states when i was in school is um it was jimmy carter was was the well i guess i don't know who was president when i was born but um well i guess he was president when i was born yeah Says he was in office January uh, 12, 1971. I was born in September of 71. My birthday month and everyone. Um, I'll put up my cash app. Send me money. Anyway, um, so I guess shit. He was president when I was born. So, uh, yeah. And that's the only president when I found out that there was a president. And then I, well, who, Reagan after that? I don't know. Well, yeah, he's outla- he outlasted the two after him, Reagan and Bush Sr., Okay, because uh, yeah, Jimmy was only was he he was a one term president, wasn't he? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then Reagan came in for two, Bush Senior for one, Clinton for two, Bush Junior W for two, two. Uh, Barack Obama two, two. Uh, the last and, guy for one forty five. Every everybody's favorite. <laughs> oh, that mugshot, man! I'm sorry to get political. <laughs> Everybody, when that mugshot came out, man, everybody was going off. And whoever is selling those T-shirts on the side of the roads with the, the former president <laughs> with his the mugshot on it, oh my Java god! The one you sent me, the Java <laughs> one you sent me. <laughs> Anything to make money, man. Get your money, everybody. And if that's something that people want to buy, sell that shit. Get your money. <laughs> I was dying. When all yeah. that stuff came out, driving down the road and seeing buddy standing on the corner selling those shirts. Right. Oh, man, crazy. It's a crazy world. Only in America, everybody. It's how crazy yeah. we are. Big time. Um, let me just, to, to finish up, we'll move on because I want to just blaze through the other TV shows. Um, but the other person uh, that was just revealed as I stopped watching was uh, Lil Nas X, his brother. Uh, was on there so is that the cowboy guy uh take my horse to the old town road this does mean nothing (laughs) to me um big hit (laughs) is is this guy is he is he gay yes that's what okay and that was oh. so that was cool too that like he said like obviously yeah my younger brother he's you know taught me a lot he's uh, been an icon so bringing that out so 
I couldn't even cool. tell you um, anything that he has. That even what you just sang. Old Town Road. You've didn't heard he? it probably a hundred times. Oh, <laughs> I doubt it. It's it's if it was if it if it's in movies, I I'm, it's probably not on the radio stations I listen to. So. No, but like on TV and that's what I'm saying. Unavoidable. Like I don't listen to no radio at all. And the, you know, <laughs> let me see. Let me see. Okay, I seen this. I haven't seen this video, but I seen clips of it. Let me get to. I need to hear some of it. Uh, Billy Ray, uh, Cyrus is in it too. <laughs> I've never heard this. Maybe if it gets to the to the chorus. I mean, hey, man, do what you got to do, man. Get your money, like I said. Take your horse to the Old Town Road? You didn't heard that? No. I'm trying to get to the chorus. That's what it is. Take my horse to the Old Town Road. I like Ride this video. I can't no more. This video is cool. <laughs> hmm. Oh, that's Billy Ray Cyrus? It is. I'm watching the video, everybody. Hey, all right. I, I don't know this gentleman. I know who Billy Ray is and his daughter. But I'd probably listen to this guy because I can understand him. He's not all hubba hub hubba hub and all that nonsense and I hate that shit, everyone. I'm sorry. No, I'm gonna have to listen to this kid. Um, the videos seemed cool, but all right. Um, I don't know much of this gentleman. Um, but I the reason I said it was asked if he was gay because I remember seeing a TikTok and they were talking about. Uh, MCs that were gay in um in hip hop. Yeah, there was it was just like a, a list. Yeah, yeah so it's gotta be top of the list as far as like people that are known. Cause that song, yeah, that is an insane hit. That's like oh, okay. unavoidable. Like I'm yeah, like I said, I didn't I'm not seeking it out, but you just saw it everywhere. You learn something new every day, boys and girls, because I've <laughs> never even heard this song. Uh, maybe wow. I did, and I just wasn't paying attention. Probably, but uh, it's not—it's not on the stations I listen to, and all the Yahoo stations in this town definitely wouldn't play right, this. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, I'm have to give this guy a listen and see what else uh, he's got. Little Nas, how do we get on Little Nas X? Because of claim to fame. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I said, I'll uh, I'll uh, report back when I finish it. There's only a few people left, so uh, at this point, there's only one guy who's like, like I said, the one that they can't they they keep missing. So he's like, I don't know how he doesn't win now, because like, I mean, more clues are gonna come, but. He's like, yeah, people aren't guessing him. And most of the time when people get like revealed, like, boom, it's easy. It's got so. He's only got one album. I I guess, but he's like. 
still super famous off of it and like montero heard all over the place came out uh hey on my birthday september 17th in 2021 hmm all right well he's got one album i'll go back and listen to that so yeah i know panini is a big one off of that also what panini the song <sighs> i don't see it on this one maybe it was a single for something oh must be uh yeah because it's montero dead right now and industry baby that's what i want the art of resolution resolution or whatever scoop uh one of me lost in citadel or whatever dollar sign slime tales of dominica sun goes down void don't don't want it life after salem i am dreaming this doesn't even have what was that song we were just listening to old town road that must is that on something else? Old Town Road and yeah, Panini are the big tracks I know. Hmm. It must be. Okay, here's Panini. So that, that must be a single because that came out in 2019. Right. So I don't know everyone. I don't. I don't know this this gentleman's. Anyways, this, but he's only got one album, is what <laughs> Wikipedia says. <laughs> right. Anyways, like I said, yeah, I'll come back uh, when I figure out the rest and uh, give one final report on that. But yeah, the first season disappeared on me, so eh, who knows if it'll ever pop back up. Whatever. They didn't spoil it in season two, so that's cool. Good with me. Um, Like I said, I want to quick hit these because uh, these are three shows I checked out on uh, Apple tv which i only get because uh, i do the music plan for the family the the apple music and for a few bucks more you get uh, the arcade and the apple tv which i feel like i don't take uh, advantage of nearly as much as i should so um i checked out a series of shows on there so i just want to really super quick uh hit these uh silo Men and women live in a giant silo underground with several regulations, which they believe those places to protect them from the toxic and ruined world of the surface. Uh, This stars Rebecca Ferguson, Common, Tim Robbins. um, What's her name? The Ants Party from uh, Ann Perkins. Oh, (laughs) From uh, Parks, Parks and Rec, Rec. Uh, Rashida Jones, and is that uh, Quincy Jones's daughter? It is. Yeah. And uh, I was watching all that last night. Parks and Rec. I was just watching different episodes. Um, the little Sebastian one when they had that <laughs> memorial for him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was and, watching uh, that episode. <laughs> yeah, David. Oh, yay, Wolo. He's been in a bunch of stuff. I recognize his face, but uh, yeah, anyways, this is a, oh, it looks like it's going to get a season two. It's a 10 episode series. I watched the first uh, two and a half, uh, so I need to restart that third episode. But uh, basically the shtick here is, Okay, so they are in this bunker in this post-apocalyptic future, and they want you to stay, but anybody's allowed to go if they want. But when they go, 
you're going and you're not coming back and they're telling you it's toxic out there. You're going to die if you're out there. But the one thing they ask of you is to clean off the, uh, the camera outside so everybody can see because when time passes, the camera gets covered with fallout. And so it's hard to see outside. So what happens is like, um, I, you see like two different people, at least through these first couple episodes that I watch, they decide to leave and they go out and you see them uh, clean off the camera and everybody inside cheers. Yay. We get a good view. Yay. Cheer. And the person like, look, they look good. And they start to walk off into the distance. And before you know it, like they only made it like 20, 25 feet, 30 feet. Boom. They go down. Like they appear to be dead. But what you start to wonder as the viewer, and I don't know the answer to this yet, is, is that what really happened? Or are they being shown like, is this like artificial? Like, did that really happen? Or did they go out and like, it's not like what it looks like and they're okay out there? Like I, that's my guess. And I, my guess is like people inside are actually being tricked into in what, what they're seeing to like keep them there. But I don't know. I'm pretty intrigued. Have you even heard of this silo? Never, nope. I have not. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm intrigued though. Like I said, it's 10 episodes and, uh, looks like it's getting a second season and, uh, yeah, I kind of want to find out what happens. It reminds me of, uh, the video game fallout, that kind of video game series. So anyways, next one, move on to swagger inspired by Kevin Durant's youth basketball playing on the AAU circuit. Um, this one went really under the radar to me. I guess the first season came out in 2001 and now here in 2023, the second season's out. Um, I would have gladly checked this out back then, but yeah, it just like, especially in all the basketball circles I follow, like I didn't hear anything about this, which is crazy as tuned in as I am to, the basketball world. I couldn't believe um, this didn't get more hype. Um, watch the first couple episodes of the, the first seasons. Uh, All eyes are on Jace, a 14 year old phenom in the DMV, uh, DC, Maryland, Virginia area. Uh, he's just looking for a program. The uh, main person of interest here is uh, Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jackson Jr. A uh, couple other people, nobody... What was uh, his name on uh, Obi-Wan? Uh, Raul, Rowlin... Roken. Roken Kaula. <laughs> Is that off the top of your head? Uh, only because he has a pop, and I have... Oh, okay. I was going to say, <laughs> damn, dude. I would have never, ever guessed that. All yeah, right, continue, continue. he has a pop, so... Uh, speaking of pops, I'm just looking up something. Do you have this uh, one of Lil Sebastian and Jerry from the Harvest Festival? I think so. I have the. I'm pretty sure. I, oh yeah, I do. I do. I do. Yes, I do. I was remember because I was trying to remember because I had the regular, the first Little Sebastian that came out, um, and then I I think I got the one with Jerry uh, when it was on clearance. 
Yeah, it's selling on eBay for like six bucks. Yeah, that's around right. what I got before. All right, that's why <laughs> I figured uh, it would just double, but hmm, yeah. I'm gonna have to get it just for the little Sebastian. I have the single little Sebastian, which yeah. is it's not pricey, but it's it's up. I there. don't think Jerry has a single one on his own too, so that's why I was like, sure, why not? Especially on clearance. Yeah, little <laughs> Sebastian is charging forty bucks. Wow. Just, just yeah. for that one. Yep. Bye bye, little Sebastian. <laughs> Your 5,000 candles in the wind. Right. All right. Continue. <laughs> All right. Swagger. Um, I was a little skeptical at first. As much as I love basketball stuff, I can also be tough on it. So I uh, didn't know what to expect. And as far as just like the characters and the acting at first i was like "Eh, okay yeah it's all right but then it got to uh some of the basketball and i was actually really loving loving it uh this young kind of hot shot kid like he ends up on like uh under like the coaching program of o'shea jackson jr and uh uh i guess you know as an old head now myself uh I kind of enjoyed seeing uh, uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. give it to him on the court. And it was just like, it had that good, like, basketball vibe when you're watching, like, like good, you know, uh, clips or, like, even just, like, a game. And, like, you oh, and, you know, you give it to him. And it was it was cool because, obviously, yeah, the young hotshot kid thought he was all that. And, yeah, to see uh, – the old guy give it to him. Older guy give it to him. <laughs> I really like that. So uh, I, I liked that part enough to make me. This is another series I want to continue. And I'm like, damn, they already got two full seasons of it. I don't even know about the first season. <laughs> What's this on? These are all on Apple TV Plus. Like I said, I often don't watch anything on there so i made it a point to try to knock out like a whole bunch of shows to have you know them to talk about here on the show so yeah the first one was silo this one was called swagger and the third one i wanted to mention was uh, idris elba in hijack a plane from dubai to london is hijacked over a seven-hour flight while authorities on the ground scramble for answers so yeah uh, idris elba he's on the plane and yeah, it gets taken over. And the cool thing here is it's one of those, uh, obviously not the first show to do it. Obviously the first thing that comes to mind is 24, but it's, it's this hijack takes place over seven hours and it's a seven episode show. So it's like the show is in that real time, like the event, the hijack is taking place. So the first episode you know, they get on the plane and by the end of it, the hijack's underway. And then obviously for the next six hours, that's going to be the next six hours of this flight while it's being hijacked. So uh, pretty cool and interesting. And it's another one. All three of these shows I do want to finish. It's a, obviously a lot to ask, especially here in Big Brother season. Well, that uh, is uh, taking up so much of my time commitment, but uh, I did enjoy all three of these shows. Yeah, Silo, Swagger, and Hijack, all on uh, Apple TV+. Plus. All right. 
don't think I watch anything on there. Yeah, like I said, I feel like I'm paying for this, and I kind of neglect it. I don't watch anything on there, and I'm like, damn, I gotta, I gotta get some value out of it. I'm paying for this thing, and every time I think I want to stop paying for this, I'm reminded, like, well, you know, I have the connected on the family plan, and everybody else is even if I don't take advantage of all this stuff and the music, Jade and my mom, especially, um, they do the music thing. So it doesn't make sense to cut it. <laughs> I think the last thing I watched on there was a couple of years ago, <laughs> that movie Greyhound. That, oh, yeah. uh, that was hella good. I think that made my list. I don't remember if it did, but. I think that was the last thing I watched on there, other than that Beastie Boys documentary. But other than that, I don't know. I'm on a a friend's family plan, and I just haven't watched anything on there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, same here. Like I said, I'm like almost forcing myself. One thing I have to watch, obviously, I uh, can't believe I haven't watched it yet. I wanted to watch while Jade was visiting. She visited. I completely forgot about it until the drive back. And now I'm back and I still haven't watched it is uh, the Steph Curry documentary that came out this summer. Uh, Underrated is on there. And uh there's some new documentary, basketball documentaries on um, Max. I saw. I want to. I think it was Max. Well, there was one on. Um, I don't know if it was new, but it was uh, Larry Bird. I think. I think it was Larry Bird. I Larry Bird, baby. I don't remember. It was what Celtics? Is that who he was? Yep. Yep. I don't even remember the old timers, everyone. These new guys, even if they were standing in front of me, I wouldn't know who they are. Ooh, they just added the second season of The Cube to uh, Max. He said they were going to have basketball in there. I went to check, and the first thing I saw is uh, Cube with Dwayne Wade, that game show. (laughs) Hmm. I don't know why a hole in the wall popped up in in my head. Did you ever watch that? No. It was it was a game show. Uh it was it was a it was a there was your contestants, you got the teams. We could have did it. We had to get a couple other guys, maybe Joel and someone else. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they do the show anymore. But it was like you'd stand there with your helmet on. I, I don't know. I, I don't like the suits they were wearing, but uh, I guess I would have had to put it on. And then uh, all of a sudden, these things are coming at you, and there's holes in the walls, and you're you're supposed to dive through it or, or turn your body some certain way just to get through through it without it breaking or pushing you into the the water or whatever. I don't know. It's a crazy show. Some people you probably know what I'm talking about, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's look it up on YouTube. Everyone's probably on there. But um, what was the show you said? I'm sorry. The, oh, the, the basketball. Oh, the Which Steph one? Curry one was yeah. uh, curated. All right. Let's check that one out. I know who yeah. he is. Yeah. Stuff. Actually, yeah, and we're right around the corner from uh, from basketball season returning. So, 
getting ready to uh, get the NBA 2K with the uh, league pass. Oh, when 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 is that? When does that come out? Or when are you getting it? I'm getting it here uh, on uh, September 7th. But, Did you pay for uh, it already? Yes, but All right, the just... league pass doesn't kick in till uh, October 3rd, which is fine because the season doesn't start till end of October anyway. So. Oh, okay. Well, let me know the damages because Renee wants to watch basketball. Will do. But yeah, I guess that'll uh, do it for TV if you want to jump into movies. Yeah, I didn't watch anything. There were some things uh, I was going to watch to talk. There's some new TV shows that popped up, but I just never got around to them. Um, but there was something I watched. It was a documentary. It was on YouTube. Um, oh, that reminds me. Yeah, go ahead, please. But that reminded me of a, a docs I wanted to bring up. <laughs> um, I cannot remember the name of it. it was uh it was that band oh the 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 public image what was the hell was it called <laughs> the public image is rotten that's what it it is for those of you that uh listen to uh public image limited uh john lyden johnny rotten a singer for the sex pistols this is a documentary that came out geez when did this come out I watched it recently on uh, the YouTube. Um, hmm. I can't see in uh, uh, a date on when this came out, but it is. Okay, the public image is limited. Um, let me see when this came out. Oh, I guess it came out uh, 2017, but it, it just popped up on uh, on YouTube. For those of you that do listen to Public Image Limited, I didn't like all their stuff, but I did uh, enjoy a lot of the music. Um, John Lydon, Johnny Rotten. He's he's definitely uh, a something because. <laughs> Uh, oh my God, man! This—if uh, you just listen to the music of the Sex Pistols or just listen to the the music of uh, Public Image Limited, just enjoy the music. Don't watch things of his interviews or him ranting and raving uh, about this and that and things that that he's believes in. I don't know, man. He's definitely a showman. Um, I remember I was already in the Sex Pistols when I was a kid. Uh, but they only did the one album and then kind of just broke up. Uh, do check out that one TV show that's on FX. Um, I think it's called Pistol. Check that out. It was a really good show. But this documentary goes on to how uh, he, when Sex Pistols was over with and he rolled into doing more music and then he started Public Image Limited. They're still kind of going. I know he had it. Uh, it's pretty. It's, it's his band. But it's just a bunch of different uh, musicians that's helped him along the way. And, ooh, man, this gentleman, um, John, he's Johnny Rotten to me. Everybody. But he, oh, man, he just made you hate him. 
watching this documentary on the arrogance of how he is and the asshole he is and everything. Oh man. I, I was just like, God, how does this guy have a career? Um, Cause I'm sure a lot of people don't want to deal with him. There was something I was watching recently. I guess they did some punk rock documentary and he was there and they were, I think it was down in Hollywood somewhere and they were interviewing like the director and the people that were a part of the, the project and he was drunk and would not shut up and everyone you could just see everyone just like oh my god who what's the matter with this guy but you drunk or not i mean i i guess that's just how how he is <laughs> so but uh i learned a lot i mean again i i love the music um i don't think i could sit down and have a conversation with him uh i don't know i'd probably get mad and want to punch him <laughs> but um, it was definitely it was definitely cool because I did not I did not know the the history of uh, Pill uh, is limited so I was like all right cool man I really liked what was happening uh, what they did in their music and everything but it was just kind of a up and down situation but like I said the band is still going I don't know who else from the original band is still in the band but it's it's mainly him and probably a bunch of other different. Uh, musicians, but I, from what I hear, he's still out there doing it. I think they could do Sex Pistols again. I mean, um, the original members, they're all still alive, and uh, I think they still do music uh, from time to time. I mean, Paul Cook and Steve Jones and um, what's his nuts, the original bass player, they're, they're all still around. They did do a run back in the 90s, but I don't know. We'll see. But this was definitely an eye-opener. If you guys like Public Image Limited, definitely check out this documentary. From what I see, you can watch it on YouTube or Tubi. I prefer YouTube because there was no, well, I guess if you have uh, premium, there was no commercials because I, I can't do ads. Right. Tubi, when I watch something, I'll watch Tubi if there's, that's the only place I could find the movie I'm trying to watch. Uh, I'll, I'll, I can sit through the, the, the commercials because for some reason on my phone, it'll give you one ad. But when I'm watching it on TV, I think I mentioned this before, on TV, you get like two minutes worth of ads. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is this is killing me. I'd rather watch Tubi on my phone. (laughs) Right, right. Makes sense. That's why how we get to watch free movies on there. So they got to pay for it. But anyway, uh, the public image is rotten. Definitely check it out. Um, Yeah, that's as far as TV. That's all I watched. I got two. I just wanted to throw at you real super quick because you reminded me. Uh, I don't often watch just random videos on YouTube, but uh, the other day I watched two that just uh, were up on the recommended for you. I have no idea why, because like obviously the stuff I watch on there is usually consistent of video games, uh, Star Wars or Big Brother. So obviously I get a lot of those recommendations, but uh, I watch these other two, I, I think because these are just like some of the most watched videos on youtube and this one's entitled why visiting this lost island will kill you it's got seven million views so i was like okay yeah let me see what this is about and um it was actually pretty interesting i had never heard of it it's this uh little tiny island off of india called north sentinel island and uh yeah interestingly there you know people live like it was thousands of years ago like um they don't live 
you know, like in the modern society, even though like I think like I can't remember it's 20, 20 miles, 25 miles, not that far from them. There's like a fully modern world society like planes actually fly uh, commercial flights fly into there and you can actually see this North Sentinel Island from there. But yeah, it's like. Uh, and the other interesting part of it is like, yeah, this, these people, uh, they don't want, they don't want outside interference. And I guess as, as, um, as long ago as like the seventies, like people tried to go and tried to like bring gifts and, and, um, you know, they tried to make contact and be welcoming and whatnot. But, uh, once, like this one guy like stopped going like like they kind of also reverted back to like not welcoming people and i guess in the 90s or i can't even remember maybe it was in the 2000s but uh, a couple of uh like fishermen like drunk fishermen like uh wound up crashing on the island and they uh killed them and like put them on spikes as like warning to like people to like not come back and uh the india government actually um like protects the island it's got uh naval ships stationed like in the waters around it to like you're not allowed to go to it you're not supposed to go to it and i guess just a couple years ago a silly american trying to spread christianity tried to come to the island <laughs> and not surprisingly they killed him <laughs> so and uh, obviously like they're not under any laws of the world any governments even india even though india is like protecting the island like they can do that <laughs> like that's the thing so i just, i don't know i just found that it was actually uh, super interesting like i know like obviously there's like you know tribes in south america too that uh, you know live off the grid and whatnot too but uh it was interesting to see like this is a thing i had never heard of it had you ever heard about that before north north sentinel island Oops, sorry. I had my uh, mic, uh, <laughs> my mic muted. Uh, no, man, I never heard of any of this. Okay, yeah, North Sentinel Island. Anyway, yeah, it was pretty interesting. It was a twenty-minute video, like I said. Why visiting this lost island will kill you is the name of that one. And then the other one, and I sent this one to you, is a video by uh, Vice. And this was posted only two months ago. It has uh, 990,000 uh, views. It's 43, uh, 44 minutes long. Uh, what Six Flags New Orleans turned into post-Katrina. Uh, it was interesting to see, especially because it turns out this amusement park, uh, the Six Flags, wasn't even open that long. It was like opened in 2000 and I guess in 2002. Uh, I guess because, yeah, it was just like... Uh, it was somebody else, like a kind of more independent uh, person had this uh, theme park. And in like 2002, they sold it to Six Flags and Six Flags run it for like another three years till 2005. And when Hurricane Katrina hit, they it was 
damaged and they figured uh, they didn't whatever want to fix it and they just let it go and now it's abandoned so it's interesting to see and why i sent it to you and why i think you might have interest into it is it did have that and that was cool but it was actually more about this uh i should have got his name before i talked about it but uh you might know who he is uh it's uh, he's a skateboarder and uh yeah he's like interested in just talking to other skateboarders so he was going around new orleans in these like places that were abandoned that people are turning into places to skate and whatnot so uh i i sent it to you and i thought uh you might like it <laughs> what was this called again what six flags new orleans turned into post katrina abandoned full episode it's by vice and yeah, it has 990,000 views. And yeah, maybe you can quickly look at it and see if you recognize the guy's face, the host. But um, it was cool to just see him like talking, whatever. Like I tuned in to see what ha- actually happened to this uh, Six Flags, but he was talking. He was talking more about uh, skateboarding in abandoned areas and turning abandoned areas into places to skate. Rick McCrank. Do you know him? (laughs) Nope. He must be a, must be a new guy. Well, newer. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Newer to me, everyone. Some probably go, well, you don't know who he is. I know who the OGs are. Uh, boys and girls, um, I, I'm I'm not hip on all these, all these guys, school? the new school dudes, unless they're like super big that are like all over these X game things and all them and all that. But there's a billion different skaters out there that are all awesome. Uh, it's hard to keep up with everyone, especially I mean back in the '80s, we knew who the big. I'm gonna have to watch this. We knew who the big ones were. Because of the magazines, because going to skate shops and seeing their boards on the walls. I mean, we that's how we knew who, who was big and who was coming up. Right now, especially with technology today, I mean, there's guys that did just, hey, man, we saw this guy's clip on Instagram or whatever. And, oh, man, he's amazing. Here, come ride for us. That's how they're finding it, all their talent now, all these different skateboard companies. Back then... And in the good old days and the old days, uh, how you got in magazines, how you got sponsored was winning contests. You had, if you wanted to have a good board sold and everything, you had to be like one of the top guys to, to win, always winning. I mean, even like the guys in the bones brigade, I mean, other than Tony Hawk, other than Rodney Mullen, um, they were all winners, but I think out of the, out of the original, the guys, Tony Hawk and Rodney Mullen were the ones that were constantly winning of course cab lance mountain and mcgill and tommy guerrero they were also winning contests too but i think not as much as tony and uh, rodney mullen watch the bones brigade anthology it's all there or watch the the tony hawk documentary or any of these old school 80s uh big skateboarders i mean they that's how they became big because of them being known for winning contests like like i said now if I had a company, I can't go around and search for all these people. Someone send me a clip. Hey, man, check this guy out. I'll watch one clip, and then I'll go watch some more. I go, man, this kid rips, man. Hey, who, who are you? I reach out to him. Uh, are you sponsored by anyone? It's either yes or no. 
And sometimes you find some guys that, hey, I'm, I'm not sponsored by anyone here. I'll float you some decks and everything here. Ride for us. I mean, that's how they find everyone. So, I mean, it's, it's easier now to find rippers out there instead of going out to contests, going to some local spot or whatever and finding someone. But that's how yeah. I don't that's how I don't know a lot of these new guys. Right. And that's basically what he's doing here. He's just traveling around and then whatever he sees borders. So he like talks to them like, you know, like where are your spots and, you know, this and that. And like there's one time one people he talks to in that episode, um, he they talk about like uh, this is safe here and they talk about uh, they've been uh, stuck up twice. And he's like, what, really? And he, and he asks them and they tell him the story about people uh, coming up to rob him. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kind of skimming through the episode, man. These guys are climbing up the stairs on some roller coaster. The, yeah, the Six Flags. Hell no. I mean, it's scary enough just riding the the ride up there. <laughs> well, yeah, ima- like I said, abandoned. It had like this is like it's it closed in 2005. Like it's now whatever. It's a swamp. It's like everything yeah. is tore up. I give it to the guys that, that that worked at these places that that kept up the maintenance on these rides and everything. But um, yeah, I think. Trying to hold together a amusement park is is tough. I mean, for Bay Area, I think the closest one, the closest we had was Great America. I don't even think it's open anymore. But that went strong for years when we were kids. And then I think it just recent. I think if it's not closed now, it's come getting ready to close. Uh, then we had uh, Marine World, which was in a Redwood City, but then that shut down. Or they actually moved it to Vallejo. It was Marine World for a minute. Now it's Discovery Kingdom. That park looked like it's still going. Uh, but as the ones that we can drive to locally, I mean, for us living in the Bay Area, those well, other than Santa Cruz, I don't think that one would ever go under. Watch it go under. Uh, but right. it's, it's been going strong since we were kids. And, and it's still a tourist spot. Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, It's to me, it's all scummy now. But, I mean, Santa Cruz still does have a lot of good spots. But the boardwalk itself is just rugged. <laughs> the last time I went there, I was like, damn, what happened to this place? But, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it takes to run these type of things. But I like these docs or, or just videos when these guys go to these abandoned places and just skate all the stuff. Because for me as a skater, look, just looking around. I mean, I can be sitting on the bus or just looking out the window driving and my mentality of, of a skateboarder if i see something like oh man i bet you can skate that especially like uh stuff on the sides of uh freeway entrances or, or whatever or even sometimes on the freeway like oh man i bet you can hit that but i mean of course you're not going to because there's cars zooming but there is a video when the pandemic started and everything shut down and nobody was on the roads there was these skateboarders that took to the streets so took to the freeways in la and that was amazing. That I just like, oh my god, that's awesome. I'm too old to be out there doing all that, but if I was young, I would have definitely been out there with them, riding all those spots on the freeway because there was nobody on the freeways. It was crazy, but I mean, that's me. Like these guys, man, they're going to these abandoned places, and you see 
oh man, there's potential to skate this. Or even if you go to Disneyland, like every time I last time I went to Disneyland, I was just walking around. Like I said, my skater mind, my skater eyes, I'm going to see something like, oh, man, I bet you can rip this up. But, of course, you can't because it's Disneyland. I mean, I bet I, I, bet I can walk through little Star Wars land and find a few things you could skate in there. So, I mean, that's, that's just my my skate skateboarder mind. And like these guys are doing, they're going around to uh, all these different places. Bring your deck and hit it. Hit it as quick as you can because who knows, maybe you're not going to be able to to hit it later i mean especially these guys that uh, go to the abandoned um water parks or even the parks that are running like the one in uh sparks what that one's called um by joel's yeah wild, wild islands is that what right. it's called yep that one there man i seen some guys uh they jumped the fence and they skated that big um oh wow it's like you take the the inner tubes and you go down the steep side, then you go up the next side and they kind of go back and forth like a half pipe. I seen guys skating in that. I seen videos of it too, but I've actually I was driving down the road and I looked over and saw these guys skating it. It might have been from that video, but I'm like, dude, I mean, skaters, man, I can't do it anymore. I'm old and I'm too fat and everything to be out there trying to jump fences and skate things. But as for us, man, that's what we did. Some rippers are out there older than me, but they're probably better shaped than me, are still jumping fences and everything to do it. I mean, because that's what we did. I mean, today, I mean, I've always said this. You new rippers now, you guys are spoiled because you got skate parks everywhere. We didn't have that. We had schoolyards. We had the streets and hills. One Benicia skate park was the only one we had, or Derby Park in Santa Cruz. But we had to travel to those things. But now you can just jump on the bus and go down the street and there's your skate park. I mean, we didn't have all that. But I love these documentaries when these guys find things to just skate. Right. I'm I'm gonna have to sit down and uh watch this one. I, I like yeah, these, I especially, really especially like Vice. Yeah, it's cool. Like I said, I tuned in because I wanted to see what happened to the park, but then it turned into all this other like actually really interesting skateboard talk. He did do he went all around six flags but then he actually ended up going just all around new orleans to talk to all these different skateboarders so i think that's the part you'll appreciate too all right i'm gonna have to check this out this looks cool yeah all right what else did you watch on the movies oh okay really quick any of our listeners down in the vegas area hopefully you guys didn't get uh flooded out because the videos I, I i do i understand that the water is going down now um it's all these videos i don't know what it is every year especially during the summer when it rains vegas just floods right um i don't know if it's their drainage system and all those people the mole people that's what they call them they live underground like way underground hopefully hopefully they make it out of there before the water comes but I'm pretty sure those people that live there's if you guys don't know what I'm talking about mobile people in Vegas type that up and watch those documentaries those are it's creepy man but I mean that's just how people want to live I, I wouldn't go down there I've seen videos where these guys went down there and they only went so far because they got scared and turned around but you don't know who's down there if I had guns and everything of course but I wouldn't shoot anyone but it, more for protection but I mean, I don't know. Don't again. I've said this before. Don't go into to places where you don't belong. Don't go into someone's neighborhood where you don't belong. So, but it is crazy. But yeah, because the reason I bring up Vegas and the flooding, I, I was on YouTube and I just see a video of uh, 
everybody getting stuck. I mean, there's been some people down there that just don't drive through the water. I made that mistake of driving through the water one time, and I think it fucked up my car. But it's that was like that was actually my very very first car that I ever owned, little Ford Escort. It flooded in was it '97 when they had that big flood in uh, Reno, and it flooded the airport. Right. I think it was '97. Oh man, it was. I just, I was trying to get to work, but I tried to drive through the parking lot, and it just, there was so much water in there. But I do remember my uncle saying, if you're gonna drive through water, don't take your foot off the pedal because if water gets sucked back in there, then you're done. So if you're ever, if you're just gonna have, if you just, your life depends on it, you have to drive through water that's deep. Punch it and keep your foot on the gas and don't take it off until you're out of the water. But anyway, so everyone down there in, in Vegas, any of your Vegas listeners, please, uh. Be safe, and hopefully uh, you didn't get any water damage to your house. But all right, uh, movies. What did you have? I had what four or three? I don't remember. And I've got two. You want yeah, me to three. kick it off? Did you have any? Yeah, I got two. You want me to? Kick yeah, it go off? for it. Uh, go for it. I yeah, uh, kick it off, man. I, I got to step away for a second. All right. Uh, I will start with uh, Heart of Stone. Don't start with Equalizer. That's what okay, I yeah. Not... Start with that one. I'll be right back. <laughs> Going to start with Heart of Stone, featuring uh, Gal Gadot. This is a Netflix film, uh, just debuted here a couple weeks ago. An intelligence operative for a shadowy global peacekeeping agency races to stop a hacker from stealing its most valuable and dangerous weapon. Uh, Also starring uh, Jamie Dornan and a bunch of other people directed by Tom Harper. And yeah, this uh, hit Netflix on August 11th. So... Yeah, uh, been up there a few weeks now. Uh, I decided to finally check it out here for the pod. Uh, two hours and two minutes. And um, I thought it was pretty interesting. It has this whole uh, angle on it where uh, Gal Gadot is a special agent, but she's like infiltrating uh, already a, a, a another level of uh, secret agency. So there's... Uh, MI5, the uh, like British kind of uh, FBI type organization, uh, MI5. So she is in like a higher level type of like secret organizations, but she's like infiltrated that. Uh, she's not like working against them, but she's like kind of using them to kind of further her mission. And it turns out this like heart of stone thing, it's basically like a AI program that helps them, uh, you know, do these missions, fight crime or whatever, like, uh, stop the bad guys. Basically the interesting thing I found on this movie though, was that, um, the vibe on it felt like, uh, kind of a little bit like it was inspired by retro bond films, uh, kind of some of the more, uh, loose bond films, the, uh, the films that uh, inspired uh, 
Austin Powers, <laughs> that kind of deal. But uh, yeah, obviously, like this isn't a comedy. This is uh, this is a straight up action film. I thought it was uh, pretty good. Gal was good. I, I think uh, I, I might be wrong, but I think uh, this is the same team that was involved with making uh, the other Netflix movie she was in with uh, the uh, The Rock and uh, Ryan Reynolds' Red Notice. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is the same director is that so also kind of i guess you could say a similar vibe to that overall i thought this one was uh pretty good i could recommend uh checking it out i i'd, I'd say actually the the thing too about this one uh, standard two-hour movie but uh, this one like what i appreciated about it was it had a really good like uh action opening like it has a quick little setup, but then it had a really good action opening. Maybe not the best effects. Like um, it does have that kind of Netflix made for TV type effects, but whatever. I'm usually not the biggest critic on that kind of stuff, so it was fine with me. But it was still pretty cool. Uh, opening action scene got me into it, and. Uh, yeah, overall, I thought it was decent. I don't think it'll make any uh, end-of-year list, but uh, it was entertaining enough and worth a watch. So, uh, have you watched Heart of Stone yet? I have not. What is this on? Netflix with Gal Gadonet. All right. No, I've seen it, but I just... She ain't Wonder Woman. I kind of have no interest <laughs> in <Yeah>. it. <laughs> but I did, but I did rewatch The Flash. Real quick. Oh, you might have missed. I'll say it again real quick. Uh, this reminded me of like a retro Bond type film. Like it felt like it had a lot of like inspiration from uh, older Bond type films. And there's even scenes where uh, it feels like they're trying to like evoke that like when the music used to kick in Bond, like during the climactic scene, like da 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 da. You know, stuff like that, like, you know, as it's ending, you know, so. Yeah, it definitely felt like it took inspiration. How long was it? Old Bond. Just a standard two hour, two hour movie. But, All right. Yeah. Heart of Stone. All right. Um, I'll have to check it out then. All right, then this one, I was kind of. Uh, bamboozled <laughs> hoodwinked by this one uh, this is a film that's on Netflix and the only reason I clicked on it is because Adam Sandler if you look at the, the thumbnail it's a picture of Adam Sandler so I was like okay he's got another he's got a bunch of movies he got that deal with Netflix so he's busting movies out left and right so I was like okay cool I'll watch it it's a comedy it wasn't very long it was only an hour and 41 minutes PG-13 and this is, you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. So again, I clicked on it, and it was, Adam Sandler's in it, and he's one of the executive producers, but uh, this is a, a directed by Sammy Cohen, and it came out uh, August 25th of this year. Stacy and Linda are BFFs who overall, who always, who've always demanded about, or dreamed about having epic bat mitzvahs. 
However, things start to go comically awry when the popular boy in middle school drama threatens the, for their friendship and their right to right to passage. All right, that's just Google. Let's see what IMDb has to say. Oh, excuse me, everybody. D. Stacy, and there's always that's the same thing. All right. This stars, of course, Adam Sandler. Uh, oh, I don't Inda Menzeli, I think that's how you say her name. Uh, of course, Adam Sandler's wife, Jackie Sandler, she pops up in all of his movies. I'm not saying that in a bad way. She's a beautiful woman. I like when I see her when she pops up, especially his films. But his daughters were the ones that uh, I didn't really catch the names in the beginning. I wasn't paying attention. I was just watching the movie. But Sandy and Sonny Sandler. I I don't know if this is their uh, first time, like, really acting. I think they might have popped up in uh, other things but when they were much younger. Also stars a Dylan Hoffman, a Sarah Sherman. She's hella funny. I love her. Uh, Luis Guzman. um, Jackie Hoffman. Uh, and a bunch of other people A bunch of kids That uh, you probably don't know who they are But anyway Alright This one This the, the main girl in this was um, The hell Sonny Sandler Okay that's who the, who the main girl was uh, What is her name in this Stacy And uh, Sandy Sandler is uh, Ronnie all right, this is um just about them Jewish kids got the bat mitzvah coming up and they're trying to just everyone just want to have the best one and have the bit the biggest party and everything. But uh, her and her friends, they're her best friend. I think uh, what was her name? Stacy, I think. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Um, was that Linda? Was that her name? I think that was her best friend's name. But anyway. They're uh, just teens trying to live their lives, planning each other's. Uh, I don't know how old you got to be when your bat mitzvah starts, but they uh, there's this boy Andy. They see him at school. Stacy likes him, but I guess he kind of doesn't like her. He, 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 this is how I saw him. He, he was just an idiot. <laughs> he, he was stupid, but he was the cute boy that everybody liked. We all had those. In our school, we like somebody, but you're the person you like, like someone else, and they turn out to be an idiot. But anyway, uh, so Stacy was kind of just trying to get with him, but he just kind of wasn't having it. But then uh, her friend Linda ended up getting with the Andy guy. I think I think it's Linda. And um, that kind of just threw tensions into the whole thing of them. Fighting over this one guy and I don't ever speak to me again. So it was one of those type of films. And of course, when Adam Sandler pops in, the 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 dad comedy comes in into play and everything. So that's pretty much what the the movie was before the the big party. Uh, there's nothing to spoil it here. You know how it, how it all ends. I mean, the the girls eventually become best friends again, and, and life goes on. But that whole story in this, it was it was good, man. I really enjoyed this. I would definitely watch it again. Um, if you like Adam Sandler, I mean, don't go into this thinking it's going to be him the whole time. It's not. It's his daughters. And I thought uh, Sonny Sandler, I thought she did a really good job as being the main star in this. Two beautiful uh, young women. Um, and Jackie Sandler, she was, I don't know why, she's never Adam Sandler's wife. 
She's always the wife of somebody else. I mean, she could have easily been the uh, the wife, the mom in this, and I would have bought it. But the ooh, Indina, I think that's her name, Menzel. What else has she done? Oh, she was Frozen, Elsa. Okay, yeah. and Rant and Enchanted, Frozen Two. Never seen any of these movies, so I kind of have no interest. She was in Uncut Gems. I just saw that movie once. I don't even remember it, other than the ending. Did you see that one? I did. That I was has, shocked at uh, the end. Crazy how that became such like a cultural thing. Like everybody uses the like lines from that. At least in the circles I'm in, the this is history. You understand and. I can't remember the others right off top, but I feel like, yeah, so many quotes from that. But, but yeah, this movie's pretty good. I mean, if, if you like these type of shows, uh, again, I was uh, I was hoodwinked by thinking this was going to be an Adam Sandler movie, uh, and it wasn't. Um, but I'm glad I watched it. I thought it was really good. It, it really hooked me uh, the first few minutes, so I had to see how it was going to end. I already knew how it was going to end because these are those movies that – you already know, so there's nothing really much to spoil. But it was a good movie, and but the reason, other than Adam Sandler, I think to watch it is to see that his daughters is cool. I didn't know they were they were actors, um, to go on and do more stuff. Well, they just do Adam Sandler movies. I don't know if that if that's their they choose to just ride their dad's coattails and, and be in all his films. Cool, man. They'll definitely have a career. So, but I thought Sonny Sandler, she played Stacy Friedman. She was the main girl in the film. In the film, I thought she did a really, really good job on what she was doing. So, I would, again, like I said, I would definitely rewatch this. I thought it was funny, and uh, a lot of good funny scenes. Uh, if you guys know uh, comedian Sarah Sherman, definitely check out her her comedy. It's not for everybody. It makes me laugh. And when she popped up in this, I was like, oh, cool, right on. So, but yeah. Uh, you are so not invited to my bot mit by my bot mitzvah. I think I'm saying that right. Um, definitely check it out. It's uh, Netflix. Cool, cool. All right. For my Equalizer three. Yeah, no spoilers. I haven't seen it yet. But right. uh, really, really quick. Uh, Mike texted me and just all he texted me was Equalizer three, in bold letters, dude. I'm like, all right, so that's all I got. That's the only thing I, I, I need to see it. I like the second one. I would, I didn't really care for the first one, but the second one was good. All right, for me, um, I thought the first two were fine. Didn't really stand out. Yeah, I'm with Mike on this one. I loved it. Um, I thought it was really great. Let me give you a quick description. Since giving up his life as a government assassin, Robert McCall, Denzel Washington, has struggled to reconcile the horrific things he's done in his past and finds a strange solace in serving justice on behalf of the oppressed. Finding himself surprisingly at home in southern Italy, he discovers his new friends are under the control of local crime bosses. As events turn deadly, McCall knows what he must do become his friend's protectors by taking on the mafia and yeah this is awesome um i think my favorite thing about it is it's 
it's Denzel's like take on action and like what I appreciate about it. And I love it. It's, it's, it's violent, but it's like a no nonsense type of action. He's an efficient, like killer, like assassin, like there's no like messing around with it, like uh, without spoiling it just to say like, there's like a scene where usually something happens and you would assume like oh great now like the bad guys they're gonna like go do something kind of like as revenge but like no like denzel's not waiting and he strikes and it's like hella cool like and it's like just quick and efficient and like awesome so yeah i really appreciated this one um if you don't remember especially the second one uh, i'd uh brush up on that if you if you uh can before seeing it uh equalizer 2 is streaming on hulu right now because uh, there is a little bit of a connection uh to that one uh it's not a must you can watch this uh, having uh, not seen the other ones but uh if this is it if this is it for the trilogy um cool uh, i'm glad they were able to make three uh even before seeing it i read an article uh with the uh, the director uh antoine fuqua uh he said that he's proud that they were able to make this trilogy and he personally wouldn't mind going again and making another equalizer and after this one obviously i'd love to see it but uh he said the ball's in uh, denzel's court it's uh it's up to denzel if he uh ever want to do any more of these but three is always nice you know the trilogy and all but uh yeah highly recommend this one um when i went to see it there was only four others in the theater uh took my mom's with me to see it um i thought she'd like it she usually likes action she's a big john wick fan but interestingly her <laughs> she actually drifted off for a little during it so she didn't find it super intriguing enough that uh, yeah like i said she drifted off for a little um uh, but then uh, when we came back out and we filled up the popcorn, uh, the person asked uh, what she thought of it. And she's like, oh, violent. Very violent. And I was like, it's interesting. You know, my mom's takes can be all over the place. Like I said, she can be a huge fan of like John Wick and stuff and, you know, how violent that is. But, you know, then something like this is too much. I don't know. I guess because maybe this is like more real and like, john wick is so heightened kind of fantasy you know yeah but i'll check it out i don't even well the first one was with um was it hit girl was she in that one uh or was that the second one yeah no that was the first one okay and uh what's his name from stranger things the hopper david harbors in that first one mm. i don't even remember that one the second one i remember i saw the first one when it was i think on cable or something and then uh, i remember i went to the theater to see the second one so My but I, I want Gal and uh melissa leo 
in that one, in the second one. I don't even remember it. I'm going to have to rewatch it again before I see yeah, the third one. Probably should because the payoff is good. Like, because uh-huh. I had to tell my mom, like, I told her before we went to see it, like, ah, you don't need to. She's like, oh, I should have watched the other ones. And I was like, ah, you don't need to see it. Like, I'm sure it's its own thing. And then it ended up there was some like connections. And so I had to tell her, I was like, oh, yeah, this was this and this was that. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So those connections to the second one. <laughs> All right. But yeah, so we'll, let's see the years in this series so uh equalizer the first one with denzel was 2014 and then four years later equalizer 2 2018 and so yeah and then it took all the way here to 2023 to to get the third one but yeah i'm glad they did it and from what i hear um i think it set some uh labor day weekend records which uh, go to show that uh, not many movies come out Labor Day weekend because I think it's, it only made like 30 mil or something like that. But that's like a record, I guess, for Labor Day. <laughs> mm. All right. I'll have to get out there and see it. I think you'll, I'd be shocked if you don't like it, honestly. And like, obviously, like you said, you can rely on, uh, Mike's, uh, dude. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how long is it? It is an hour and 49 minutes. Yeah. It's short. Usually these type of film two, three hours, but yeah, it's good. It's, it's, it's really good. Like I said, though, like, Denzel's so efficient in this and that makes it so cool but it also makes it so like the action scenes are rather quick and then you know you get storyline and whatnot but it's it's really cool it's just that idea of like he's like at his end of career of being like this like assassin and he is trying to settle down and then you know, you got these local crime bosses messing with everything. So, is this where does it take do place? Something about that. Was it uh, Chicago? Is that where they were no. first? Oh, this one is in southern Italy, but oh, uh, okay. I think the I think the first one was was Chicago. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, because I remember the second one. They were on the other side of the world somewhere. Then it went back to America. Yeah. Uh, did you do watch the show? The I don't. Show? And you know what was interesting? Not I was the new like, one, not the Queen Latifah one. The the one that was back in the old days with the white guy. Oh. Nah, not really. And I, I only saw the first Queen Latifah one, but like I liked this movie so much I was like, I should check out the the Latifah one. And then I was thinking in my head, I was like, maybe that's what they could do. They could do like a uh meeting of the equalizers they could do a latifa denzel uh film you know <laughs> uh you could but equalizing uh, queen isn't uh as ruthless as denzel so I don't i'm know. sure i'm sure she hasn't because yeah he's watched... r this is r and yeah like 
yeah, it's an R. <laughs> I watched half of that first season. I don't know if it did any more seasons, but what'd you think? Uh, I liked it. Um, what I saw, I said, you know what, I'll 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 get back to it eventually, but never went back to it and that was what a year or so ago <laughs> i don't even know how long it's been out but... oh one more fun fact for you um this was denzel's uh reunion with dakota fanning who he starred in uh, man on fire with in 2004 so here almost 20 years later 19 years actually but yeah 19 years later uh they reunite so that's kind of cool <laughs> i almost wish this would have came out next year so it would have been an even 20 <laughs> um is that the you one like when he was fire? protecting her was that the one when he yeah. was protecting her no that one was boring no that one's hella good with christopher walken uh, i went to the theater and i was like oh, okay come on because everybody was ranting and raving about it it's so I was hella expecting- good I was like, huh, next. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, Are I saw it in theater. Else? No, I saw this Man in the theater. Fire is hella good. It was all right. I didn't, I didn't, I was like, eh, okay, whatever, I seen it. I only saw it the one time. Didn't make me want to watch it again. Well, is it, is honestly, it streaming anywhere? I'll, I'll, maybe I'll rewatch it. But but when I saw it, I was kind of like, eh, okay. Yeah, it's on, it's on Max, HBO, Max. I'll have to rewatch it, everyone. Let you know what I think. When did that oh, one come? Yeah, out? like I said, two thousand four. So yeah, nineteen years ago. Oh, okay. Well then, yeah, Dakota was just little in that one. Yeah, she's little, and yeah, now they connect all these years later. Pretty cool, and especially considering, in my opinion, Man of Fire was awesome, and yeah, now Equalizer Three is hella awesome. So. Pretty, pretty cool. Uh, that being said, we've said this before. We even did a pod. Uh, I think it was an anchor on uh, Denzel. And in my opinion, it's hard to go wrong with Denzel. He doesn't make very many uh, wrong moves. <laughs> I, you can almost always count on him in my book. Uh, let me see. I know there were some stinkers in there that I didn't care for. <laughs> You're going to make me fall down this hole. Well, we did. Uh, we did the anchor. But I don't remember, dude. That was a long time ago. <laughs> Let me see. What has he done that uh, we can... It's way more hits than misses, and the hits are so good. Training Day, Remember the Titans, Deja Book uh, of Eli, Light, American Gangster, Inside Man, Safe House, Taking of Pelham, Two Guns, unstoppable bone collector shooter oh man it just goes on and on okay carbon copy i didn't care for license to kill i didn't care for uh i wasn't a saint elsewhere saint elsewhere fan mighty quinn i didn't care for mo better blues i didn't care for mississippi masala and um, much to do about nothing. It was all right. Um, Pelican Brief, Pelican Brief, I didn't care for. Crimson Tide, I didn't care for. Virtuosity <laughs> was stupid. Uh, Devil in a Blue Dress, yeah, it was all right. Um, out of time is. I said this on the pod. It's it's way up there. Like I maybe one of the few. I'm sure other people, but like 
it's near the top for me. Out of Time is hella good, too. Preacher's Wife, eh, Fallen, eh. He Got Game was good. The Siege was good. That was hella good. I like that one. Yep. Bone Collector was good. Hurricane, eh, it was all right. Remember the Titans? Hella good. Training Day, hella good. John Q, hella good. Antoine Fisher, I, I don't remember that one. Out of Time, I'm going to have to rewatch that. I don't remember. I've seen it, but I don't remember. Man on Fire, I'm going to rewatch. Manchurian Candidate, I remember being bored. Uh, Inside good. Man, hella good. Deja Vu, no good. American Gangster, boring. Um, taking <laughs> a Pelham 1, 2, 3, boring. Book of Eli, good. boring. Unstoppable, boring. Safe House, hella boring. Good. Oh, you need to rewatch Unstoppable. I didn't you're, like it. You're it underrating was... Unstoppable. That's Flight. a great film. Flight was hella good. Two Guns was good. The first Equalizer, eh. Magnificent Seven, hella good. Fences, I don't remember him being there. I just remember being bored in that movie. Um, <laughs> Roman J, I never saw that one. Equalizer 2, good. The Little Things, hella good. Uh, hella good. Macbeth, I don't think I've seen that one. Equalizer 3, okay, I'm going to see that. Um, yeah, he's got more good ones. Way more than, hits. Than, than That's hard to miss with Denzel. Hard to miss. But some of these other ones, man, I, didn't, I just didn't care for them. They were just boring. Um, Man of Fire, I'll rewatch everyone. Out of Time as well. Is that on any? Is that the one with? I was that J Lo in that one. That was no. J Lo in that one. Who was in that? No, one? you're thinking uh, uh the one with Clooney. Uh, Eva Mendes. That was she was. I knew it was one of them in it. Out of Time oh, is on. Uh, is also on Max, and I freaking love that film like it's 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 near the top of the denzel rankings for me like it's probably the denzel movie i've rewatched the most i watched this movie like pick the best one go what is the best one training day all right that's what i was gonna say <laughs> yeah training day is out, really of good. Time, out of time is so freaking rewatchable I uh, love Out of Time. All right, everyone, we're going to do a uh, rewind on Training Day. Just give me a reason to watch it again. I haven't seen that movie in a while. That one was hella good. Uh, John Q was an awesome film, but, man, it just made me mad on right. what he had to go through. Oh, I was like, ah. ah. It's tough, tough, tough. But inside, man, I was shocked at that Hell again. I didn't yeah. even realize it was a Spike Lee joint either. Right. right. <laughs> Until it was over. I was like, whoa. Well, when Spike Lee popped up in it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I, I just must have not been paying attention. I just went and seen it. I just remember Jodie Foster was in it. But Denzel, Academy Award winner, Denzel. Awesome. Well, like, yeah, everyone, I'll do rewatches of, uh, what was it? Uh, Man on Fire and Out of Time. Yeah, I'll, I'll do uh, maybe I'll do a Denzel night and to give you a back-to-back and let you guys know what I think about both of those films. Yeah. Yeah, Man yeah. Out of Time, I don't remember at all. Um, Man on oh, Fire, I just remember being... I remember being bored with that one. I was all excited the way everybody was talking about it. So I went into the theater, had my popcorn, my soda. I was ready. And I was like, ah, next. <laughs> so I don't know. But I'll rewatch it again, everyone. But All right. Enough of Denzel. Uh, yep. All right. This one I watched. Uh, this was a, um, a Shudder original. If you got AMC Plus, Shudder's on there. So definitely check this out this is a film that came out uh when did august 18th 2023 um 
if it did its theater run, maybe just in the bigger cities, because it did not come anywhere around here. The only reason I heard about this is I was um some horror page was saying that everyone you should check this movie out. But I went through the comp the comments and everyone was like, Oh, it's boring, it's boring, nothing happens, it's just a shining ripoff. So that's what I was expecting. And this is bad things. It's only an hour and 26 minutes. It's really slow, but it flew by fast. Uh, I was all into it. And I don't know what these people were commenting on. I thought this movie was hella good. I liked it. Uh, a group of friends go to a hotel for a weekend getaway and soon discover the woman discover and, and soon discover that women do bad things here. Okay. Uh, written and directed by Stuart uh, Thorndike. I think that's how you say her name. And this stars Gail Rankin as Ruthie Nod, a is it Harry Neff as Kyle? I think that's how it's pronounced. H A R I. Maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. Uh, Annabelle Dexter Jones as Fran, a Rad Piera. I think as Maddie. Uh, Jared Amberson Abramson as Brian. Uh, the beautiful and the great Molly Ringwald. I had no idea she was in this movie. I didn't even realize that was her until the very last scene in the film. And I was like, holy shit, that's Molly Ringwald. So I had to do some rewinding because she was uh, another character in the film. And so Austin Jones and a few other young girls that were in this. But all right, bad things. Um, Let me see what are some of the reviews on IMDb. Some people, some guy, this person just was, it's just named it just bad. I give it two stars because it is boring. Piercely, it simply made no sense and wasn't scary in the least. That is, unless you count on frighteningly ugly and stupid, uh, the care, how stupid the characters are. These are people, these people are friends. I don't believe it. I was completely unable to suspend my disbelief and was un actually aware that the film's shortcomings every moment. All right, that was one. Jeez, man, these guys are... I'm just going to read the titles. Uh, two stars out of ten. It is momentarily glimmers of potential and is a brief scene's gathering interest. Only makes its ultimate emphasis and disappointment more frustrating. That's just the title of their article. The next one, one star, train wreck. Seven out of ten, solid and creepy. Uh, I would go with that one. I liked it. Um, five out of ten. This reminded me of a poor man's The Shining. There's just because it took place in the winter time. Just took place. It took place in. I don't think it was a hotel. Might have been a motel. I don't know. It, it was. Well, I guess it was. I guess all right. It's a hotel, but not a big hotel. And it wasn't a hotel that was out in the sticks. It was something that was on like on a main street because there was all these cars and people walking by all the time. So. Uh, but the story in this one is um, one of the gals, uh, Ruthie, she she inherits a uh, a hotel, uh, just some roadside hotel. It's nothing fancy. It's not a big overlook hotel looking thing. Uh, her and her two or three friends go there. Uh, her it's her and her girlfriend and her two other friends. They all go there, and they're just supposed to stay there to see. I guess try to get it. One of her friends is talking to you, talking into her like, you know what? You should just uh, renovate the place and get it going again. To, because it's a, it's a, I guess wherever it is, it's in a good spot to where it would make money. 
Um, so, but as they're there, they start to see things like like in The Shining. Um, there was a couple little camera choices on how they filmed it would give you a little. They ripped off from The Shining, but not too much. I mean, again, just because it took place in a big hotel and there's spirits and everything running around in there. Um, that's why their people were calling it the shining and there's these two joggers that are walking around i'm watching the trailer they're showing way too much uh in this trailer so if if i sell this to you uh don't watch the trailer just watch the movie because i had no idea what this movie was about other than on how everybody was hating on it uh i just found it on shutter and clicked on it and looked at the runtime and said oh this ain't that bad so i sat there and i watched the whole thing i enjoyed the film uh, would it make my best of uh, horror films? I, I again, when the year ends, I need to to evaluate horror wise on what uh, what's good and what's not. I already know what my number one horror movie is, and and that I don't think that's going to move. But um, this, I really enjoyed this film. I would definitely watch it again. It's really slow, like I said, but. It's definitely worth watching. So what the hell is this? This is another trailer that that's popped on the screen. Now it's gonna get me interested. I'm gonna have to watch this. But anyway, but the film was really good. I, as far as the the women that were acting in it, um, I don't know who any of them were, and I don't even know who this director is. But I would definitely watch more of her stuff. I believe she has uh three or four more films. Uh, I don't know if they're full length films or or just short. But either way, I would definitely check out. Uh, what the hell is her movies called? But now I need to see what this trailer is first before I <laughs> change it. Click away from it. It's something that's catching my eye on IMDb. Because uh, right after the trailer for Bad Things, this came on. And uh, I don't know if it's an old-timer film or something that goes back and forth from old-timing days to modern days. I have no idea. Something that's on FX. So I have no idea what this is called. But... But bad things, man. If, if you have AMC Plus, I mean, you also obviously you have Shutter because it's boxed in with all of that. Um, as far as scares, uh, Kindred. Oh, it's a TV series. Hmm. I guess it starts in December. I'll check it out. But anyway, um, I thought the girls in it were good. I thought they did their jobs, especially the main girl being all creepy and everything. And when everything goes haywire. Uh, but then there was something that happened in this. That's what I'm saying. Don't watch the trailer. They're showing too much. Something happens. And I was like, whoa, what the hell is this? Because that's when it got bloody and gory. <laughs> I was like, okay. But as far as them, uh, one of them started seeing things in there. And she was like, we need to get the hell out of here. And they were kind of like, okay, okay, we will, we will. Because like I said, they started to see uh, the main girl, Ruthie, she started seeing things. And her other friend, Fran, she also started seeing things. So they were like, uh, we, need, we need to just get the hell out of here. But um, they weren't listening to Fran. They were thinking that she, uh, I think, I believe she was like uh, an addict in recovery. And they just didn't want to believe her. So they were just kind of like, all right, we'll, we'll just stay here and, and just get rid of her. But... I mean, it, it again is one of those things. I mean, they start seeing things, and then all kinds of craziness starts happening uh, in the hotel. But again, it's it's not really 
there's blood in it, but not it's not like bloody and gory. Um the 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 scares in it not really. It, it's more of a it's more creepy than than like jump scares or anything because I don't think there was anything that that made me jump in this. Or or if, I don't, I can't even think of anything that they tried to make you jump. I think it was more psychological type of thing. Uh, just because it's on Shutter doesn't mean it's horror. Um, but I, I get it. I mean, it is labeled a horror film. Um, but I think it was more of um, psychological thriller, slight thriller. Not not really, but but I did enjoy, I did enjoy this film. Like I said, I would watch it again, and I I, I want to check out this director's uh, other stuff that uh, she has done and. I don't know. I don't know. As far as the actors, no one really stood out to me except for uh, Molly Ringwald. Um, yeah, out of the four that were in it, I mean, they all did their jobs. It didn't make me go, oh, my God, these these this actor, that one is, is the best. I mean, who knows? Maybe this is the first thing I've seen him in. If I've seen him in any other thing, I'll, I'll let you guys know, but uh, as far as that bad things, I say check it out. If you have Shutter, if you have AMC Plus, definitely uh, watch it and uh, see for yourself. But don't, like I said, don't turn it on thinking you're going to be scared. Just turn it on and enjoy uh, what it is. Oh, this chick was in Barbie. I don't remember her in it, but all right. Um, Barbie, I'm still hyping that up. Everyone go see it. It's still in theaters. But yeah, bad things. Again, check it out if you want. If I sold it to you, uh, again, I'll real rewatch this. I thought it was a good film. Again, will it make my list? Uh, if not, maybe an honorable mention in the horror category. But I don't know. I as far but as far as it being a film, I thought the cinematography was cool. I loved the the little eerie score that was in the background. And I just like the whole setting on what they did. That's why, I mean, like I said, it's in a hotel, but it's like um, like a Best Western or something like that. It kind of had that that type of feel. So, Or a Holiday Inn, one of those Holiday Inn Express ones. But anyway, bad things. Check it out. I don't know where it was filmed at, any town USA, wherever it's snowing. Um, but I enjoyed it. So definitely check out Bad Things on Shudder. Did you have any other movies? That was it for me. All right, I got one more. This is the one I watched last night. I wanted to go see this in the theater, but I didn't make it out. It came out back in May, and this is hypnotic. Determined to find his missing daughter, Detective Danny Rourke finds himself spiraling down a rabbit hole while investigating a series of reality reality bending crimes. Aired by Dan, aided by Dana Cruz. A gifted, a gifted psychic, Rourke Simmons something pursues <laughs> and is uh, pursued by a lethal specter, the one man he believes holds the key to finding the girl. All right. Let me see what IMDb says. I did not know that this was directed by Robert Rodriguez um, and written by him, written by Robert Rodriguez and Max Borenstein. Uh, but this stars Academy Award winner Ben Affleck, uh, Alice Barga, Deo Okini, uh, J.D. Pardo or Pedro, uh, the great uh, Jeff Fahey and the 
the great Jackie Earl Haley, uh, William Fincher, and a bunch of other people in this film. Oh, and uh, the little girl, Haley Fenley, plays her as 10-year-old, and Ione Olivia Nevis plays her as a 7-year-old. <laughs> but anyway, Hypnotic. Have you seen this? I haven't. I thought about checking it out, though. What the hell did I watch it on? I think it's... Was it Max what I watched it on? Or is I, it Hula? I don't remember. It's on one of these uh, streaming services. Um, it's either Max or Hulu. I, I can't remember. But um, I need to rewatch this because at the end I was like, wait, what? What's happening here? <laughs> so but it, it it started off good. And then when it took a right turn and I was like, all right. Oh, Peacock is what it's on. Oh, yeah. Because then after Peacock, I started watching uh, um, Parks and Rec. Um, but yeah, OK. I wish I would have saw this in the theater because there's some things that go on on the screen. It's kind of... Uh, Matrixy, um, what's that one? When the the, uh, the Christopher Nolan one, Inception, it kind of had that just a little bitty, maybe a pinch of that. Not don't expect going in ex- expecting Inception. There was something that happened on the screen. Where I was like, whoa, okay. Um, but this is one of those ones. Pay attention to what's happening. That's why I want to rewatch it again because I, I was kind of thrown by the ending, and I didn't I didn't get it. <laughs> but uh, also there's a um, a credit scene, so go through a little bit of the credits and and then it, it comes back on the screen again. But um, yeah, he's a, Ben Affleck is a detective. He's searching for his uh, just some clues to find his daughter, but then that's when the the craziness starts because the movie goes in a different direction than just a a uh, cop thriller of him trying to find his daughter. Because that's what I thought it was going to be. But then it made that turn. Like, don't watch the trailer or read into this. I mean, I only watched it because, I mean, Ben Affleck's awesome. And he's Batman. <laughs> Everyone, I don't care. Hopefully he'd do more, but I doubt it. Um, but I was like, all right. Man, I really enjoyed this film. This has potential to be in my best, best of 2023. I want to rewatch it again, maybe, and and stay off my phone because people were texting me and everything while I was watching this. That's why I said you got to pay attention to what's happening. Maybe you guys can explain to me the ending because I was like, wait, wait a minute, what? But it, it's yeah, like I said, those little movies that it's got hints at i mean you when you watch it you'll you'll see how what what i mean um and i mean i love robert rodriguez are all of his movies good no uh one of my favorite movies it did was uh planet terror that movie was hella good i only love it because it's just blood and guts and i love desperado el mariachi even the predators movie he did no he didn't direct that one i think he was just one of the producers but um I, I liked the stuff that he did. I liked the first Spy Kids. Even the second one. The third one I didn't care for. Um, but this one, it was one of those movies, pay attention to what's happening. Because it, it makes a lot of left and right turns. And 
circles and upside down shit. And I'm like, whoa, wait, what's happening here? That's why I need to rewatch it again. But if this initial watch, just watching it the one time, I did enjoy it. It's rated R, so there's action, uh, gunfights, uh, car chases, and all that in it, and everything. So, but I, I loved what was going on. Again, I need to rewatch it because the ending threw me, and I was like, hmm. And watch that 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 credit scene as well. And if you guys can explain it to me and what you think it is. Again, I'm going to rewatch it, and then I'm going to start watching videos on YouTube to see uh, these guys that really, really break these films down and explain it. I do not have that kind of time uh, to do that. But I really enjoyed this film, and I'm kicking myself that I didn't go see this in a theater. I wanted to go see it in a theater, but one of my friends said, oh, it was no good. It was boring. So that was like, hmm. And he's one of the guys that I like. I kind of trust movie-wise. But uh, I think he was wrong in this one. I really liked what was happening in it. I just need to rewatch it again. But yeah, uh, Peacock, if you have it, it's uh, streaming on there. Um, so definitely check out uh, Hypnotic. Uh, another plus, it's only an hour and 33 minutes. I was like, something, figure something like this that had you really thinking would have been two hours. But it isn't. It, it made its point uh, in an hour and a half. Do I, I don't know what that point is, but to me it did. It, it could it have been two hours? Then it would just been more explaining the stuff that I didn't understand. But hour and a half, I was like, cool, right on. I can watch this and then watch something else afterwards. But definitely check it out if you have Peacock. And this is a Robert Rodriguez film starring the Academy Award winner Ben Affleck, and that is Hypnotic. In movies, that is it. We are two hours in, boys and girls. Oh. All right. So, Star Wars, the only big thing now is uh, Ahsoka. Three episodes in, and uh, I'm with it. Uh, one of my friends was telling me, man, he goes, do I need to watch Rebels? I said, yes and no. Uh, if you just want to read uh, the the cliff notes on who these characters are, I said, then you can probably get what's happening. Uh, as far as characters in the show, the bad guys are... Other than Thrawn, the Ray Stevenson and that other chick are they new characters? They are, yeah. Okay. Uh, Balin Skull and Shin Hate. Um, one interesting note about Shin Hate: she was in uh, a Starship this week, and she was wearing a piece of headgear that hadn't been used in Star Wars except for uh, Anakin Skywalker in Revenge of the Sith. It's got that kind of uh, head clip over the head so uh that was kind of a interesting little uh addition to this episode uh otherwise i found the intro uh was really cool it felt uh, really retro kind of samurai inspired teaching i really loved that scene and then there was uh, a connection to Rebels, uh, very important to Rebels uh, that people may not know. But the uh, space whales, Purgles, are straight out of that. And they're very important to the Rebels story. So it was cool to see them in uh, live action for the first time. They teased them in uh, this last season of Mandalorian when they were traveling through hyperspace. There's a scene where Grogu looks out into hyperspace and sees the Purgles. Uh, but you just see the shadow 
but you fully got to see them here in this this episode. I thought those looked cool. And uh, now that you mentioned that, I was like, okay, so that's what he saw when they yeah. were flying top speed. All right, cool. I thought they were cool. When they first came on the screen, I was like, those look like whales. I didn't know they were called space whales, but I was like, all right, cool. I thought it was really good, man. What's happening? I mean, the last episode wasn't, like, super exciting, but it was, a little short. was still good. A little short. Yeah, and it was short. I mean, they tease you with the hour of the first episode, and then... 45 minutes with the segment, and then you give us half hour. Come on, they all need to be an hour. Come on. But I get it. It's expensive and everything. But I didn't realize. I know I sent you something earlier. I forgot that uh, Rosario and uh, Mary What's Her Nuts was in Death Proof together. <laughs> yeah. I completely <laughs> forgot awesome. about that one. Speaking of uh, terror, planet terror, uh, Death Proof. Um, I think at some point we need to do. Do you have that movie? I do not. I should. Oh man. But uh, I do not. Get the don't don't get the uh the the grindhouse one when they're both together because they're both of them are shortened. Get them separately. Planet Terror or Death Proof which, whichever. I have I have the put together one and then I have two separate ones because uh Planet Terror is much longer. They cut a lot out of it if you watch the the grindhouse version. And um, same thing with Death Proof. There was a bunch cut out. I watched it when it came out on DVD. I watched it so much. Uh, I was like, oh, cool. So I knew everything that was going on. But when I watched it at my friend's house, because he had bought it, the one when it had when it was both movies put in one big movie, um, I was watching. And I was like, shit, man, they cut hella, hella parts out of these these two movies. So, but. Um, I'm completist. I loved the whole thing. I thought it was awesome. I did see it in the theater and I was there at Comic-Con when they were, uh, for the panel and, and all that stuff. Um, but death proof, I love planet terror mainly because it's just bloody and gory and that's what I love. But death proof, I, I kind of didn't care for it. That's a Quentin Tarantino one directed one. I kind of didn't care for it the first time I saw it in the theater, but when it came out on DVD and I watched it over and over and over, man, that movie's awesome. I love it. And to see, both of them together again in Star Wars universe. It's awesome. I love both their characters. And what's going on in Ahsoka right now? What are we halfway into the season? Are we getting eight episodes or six? Eight. Okay, so we're almost to the halfway point. Oh, yep. wait, really quick. That's what I, uh, TV, uh, Dark Winds. It's over with now. The season finale was the other day. Uh, it was a good season. The season finale, there was something that happened in it I thought was cool, but it didn't like blow me away. I, I do believe there is going to be more. Hopefully, there's more dark winds. But um, season two, I thought it was really good. Definitely making my list uh, for best TV of this year. I, the first season did as well. But I liked the first season more than I did the second season. There was a lot going on. Shout out to friend of the show, uh, Gene Brave Rock. He's in it. He was one of the bad guys in the first season. And uh, well, I got see killed. they add spoiler to, alert. <laughs> I see they added it to Max. Uh, yeah, I saw that. You too. would you would recommend checking it out? You didn't see the first season? No, I don't have no AMC. Oh, okay. is that what? It was? But yeah, I they guess. added it to HBO. So oh, uh, shout out to Brother Lance. Yeah, he hooked me up. <laughs> I told him that I got to see it. Uh, yeah, dude, definitely check it out. Don't expect action and adventure. It, it's a slow drama, but I like what's happening in it. And there is subtitles when they're speaking Navajo, so you know you don't have to sit there and guess on what they're what they're saying. But it's good. Yeah, uh, Gene's in that first season. 
Uh, awesome guy. Glad I hung out with him earlier this year and uh in Albuquerque. But yeah, Ahsoka, I'm I'm all in. I, I can't wait to see uh what's next. Um I do like uh what she's um Dana Lee. That what's her character's name? She's the she the bad the main bad girl. Um you know what I'm talking about? The uh the older woman. Elsbeth? <laughs> huh? Morgan Elsbeth? Uh, is that who it is? I just see a picture of her uh, on here. Um, I'm just reading the article on Star Wars News. Dana Lee in Sanero, Sentino teases intense flight fight sequence with Rosario Dawson and Chicago Mavericks. Um, yeah, I guess uh, Morgan what's her nuts? She's uh, Dana Lee or whatever. I don't know. Whoever that's, this older woman is. Uh, yeah. I like her character. Is she force sensitive or whatever? Kinda. The Night Sisters use a, a a different part of the force. What's the little blonde one's name? Shin Hate. Okay. I like her. She don't say much, but she's good. It yeah. just sucks, man. Ray Stevenson it passed. Uh, rest in that, peace. Super sad. He's a good character in this. I liked him as a Punisher. The real reason I liked him more in, in than than uh, Thomas Jane is he was more of Punisher Warzone was more like the comics than uh, Dolph or Thomas Jane. I like both of those movies. Don't get me wrong; those first two Punisher movies were awesome. But I think when Ray Stevenson did it um, as Frank Castle in Warzone, I thought that was more comic book driven. And everything. Plus, they had comic book bad guys in that one. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, sucks me he didn't do any more uh, Punisher movies. That one came out a while ago. But to see him in this, he just looks badass. And then now we don't know if his character makes it this season, or are they going to recast? I, I don't know. We'll we'll see once yeah. uh, once it gets going. But I did love how in that first episode they said for Ray. I was like, oh, weak. But I thought that was really cool. But what's happening so far in it? Um, I got to go to the Zisu when things pop up uh, that I'm unfamiliar with. Because you did watch all the, the Rebels and everything yeah, else. all that. Clone Wars and all that. So I'm, he's my encyclopedia I got to go to. But as far as just watching the show over these first three episodes, um, I'm loving it. Of course, this is making Love it. Love it. best of TV. Well, speaking of Star Wars, what Marvel TV did we are we did we have this year? Any so uh, far? Secret Invasion and Loki are the only things we're getting. Even X Men '97 was supposed to come out this year, and it's now gotten delayed to next year. So, Secret Invasion's uh, over with, right? Yeah, yeah. I can okay. assume too that. Uh, skeleton crew was supposed to come out this year i could almost guarantee they're gonna sit on it and uh, wait to next year especially with the uh, strike still ongoing everything's gonna start slipping because they want to hold on to any little thing they have because it's gonna you know take time once once they get back to to make anything so 
they gotta make everything last and uh yeah we'll see um i don't know if you heard about uh, echo kind of weird decision there um it was originally supposed to come out in december and it's got delayed till january but they're dropping the whole season at once which they've never done before for an MCU show. But now the Echo, the whole thing's just coming out in January. And I'm like, well, then why not just go week to week starting in December? I don't get that. Like, that makes no sense to me. Hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'll watch it. But if you're going to give it to me all at once, uh, I'm in. I'm not going to complain. So we'll right. see what happens. But maybe this is what people usually say. They probably don't have faith in it. <laughs> nobody want, nobody cares about uh, these characters. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. We put Marvel on it. I'm going to watch it. So, right. But I'm all in. So it's, it's coming out next year because right here it says um, on Marvel.com, November 29th of this year. Nope. Got pushed back to January. But yeah, it's dropping all at once. Now. So. Hmm. Well, all right. That's news to me. So, but again, I'll watch it. I'm I'm all in. Anything yeah. else Star Wars wise? Uh, Ahsoka's the only only thing. Like I said, I'm pretty sure we're not getting skeleton crew this year, so so be it and uh acolyte was already next year supposed to be around next may uh but now i can see that slipping even further to august or october of next year because now probably it'll be skeleton crew in that may spot so ah boy they gotta fit in they gotta figure out the strike thing I don't know. There's a lot of up and downs on what's going on. I have no idea. I'm not a part From of what the... I hear, it's all about this AI thing because the studios want them to sign this thing where it's like, we pay you once and then we just use AI and we never have to pay you again. And it's like, <laughs> why would an actor <laughs> do ever do that? Nobody <laughs> would sign that thing. Are they that stupid? Are they just trying to let this go this long to oh they'll they'll eventually just give in? Yeah, no, you can't because the it's the if you give in, it's you're saying that okay, yeah, pay me once and then never again. Like that's so silly. Yeah, so no, I no one's gonna sign that thing. I mean, I, even if I was did one TV show and I was and I had my SAG card or whatever, hell no, I wouldn't sign that, and I'm a nobody. So, but hmm, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But sports, do you have anything? Uh, just that the uh, World Basketball Championships are going on. Uh, I could have paid 20 bucks to watch it, and I would have gladly done that. But uh, with my early start schedule, it wouldn't work because games started at like 1 and 3 in the morning and 5 a.m. And it's like... I just 
there's just no way I could have done it. So uh, decided not to do it. But I've been keeping up with it as a basketball fan I am. Uh, U.S. was rolling until they uh, stunningly lost today to uh, Lithuania, of all teams. I think only uh, Nikola Vucevic that had one NBA player, I think, on that team, and they lost. But uh, Lithuania had a lot of size, so that's what cost the U.S., we only have one basically big guy, Jaron Jackson Jr. So we knew it might cost us. It's funny, uh, our, the the uh, U.S.'s coach is uh, the Warriors coach, Steve Kerr. And uh, he's known for years and years throughout our championship run. We're a small team. We often play Draymond Green, a traditional uh, forward at our center position. So... But, uh, yeah, that's obviously – that's usually the key to beating the Warriors is uh, punish them with size, and that's what Lithuania did to uh, the USA today. So uh, not good to take a loss, but uh, it's not going to cost them anything. We won enough in the group stage to move on to the semifinals so we are moving to the semifinals and if anything i think it'll ignite them and um i'd be shocked if they didn't win out so uh, we'll see though the size could cost them but uh, i'm keeping up with it i'm just not able to watch it just because of the early start times so you know all righty um the only thing I got is uh, wrestling, but before I dive into it, WWE Hall of Famer, class of 2009, I believe, uh, hardcore legend, Terry Funk, passed at the age of 79. Um, not really sure on what what happened, um, but I want to say some of them say that uh, he was dealing with dementia, so I, I don't know. And, but I didn't. As far as growing up watching uh, Terry Funk, man, he was awesome. Uh, he was in Roadhouse, I remember that, and he did some other small little roles. But as far as him being in the ring, he was awesome. He was a hardcore legend, and he went for it and everything. So that's why I, I remember growing up watching all his type, uh, his wrestling when he popped on the screen was cool. But. Uh, he had some WWE, he had some WCW and ECW as well, and some indie stuff. And uh, so, but it was kind of just shocking news um, uh, that that happened, and I was kind of like, oh, weak, when I heard the news that Terry Funk passed away. So rest in peace, Mr. Funk. You always have these these awesome matches that you uh, entertained us with. And another one. Oh. Uh, Wyndham Rotunda, I think that's how you say his name, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt, the fiend, passed away at age 36. Um, I was not that big of a fan of their whole Wyatt family and Bray Wyatt and everything. But when he became the fiend, that's what I was on board for. I loved that character, and especially when he got burned up. And he was wrestling all burned up looking with his mask, everything all burnt up. He looked awesome. He reminded me of a clown from a Slipknot when he had that burned up, uh, bandaged up 
uh, clown mask. But um, he's really young, 36. And from what I understood that he had he had COVID. Um, I don't know when exactly, but I guess after that, I guess his health uh, just dealt with some health issues after after having it. Everyone dealt with that differently. Some people caught it and that was that was it. But some people that had had it, like my wife, she had it and she has some little complications every now and then. Not hopefully it's it's just a splash in the pan. Um, but uh and some other friends of mine, they they had it and they one of my other friends, she had it, her husband passed from it. Um she had it too and she just had breathing issues and she was all good got over it but the breathing issues were still bothering her and she went to sleep and never woke up and that's what happened to bray i guess he was he had some kind of heart issues uh after having it and that it was just some something that i had read and um he went to take a nap set his alarm uh his wife was home he's got kids and she heard his alarm going off and was wondering why he wouldn't turn it off. So she went into the room and he was unresponsive. I guess he passed when he was sleeping. So that's what the 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 medical uh, stuff is on why he, he had passed. So it sucked, man. I was I think he was getting ready to do more. Um, I think he just kind of stepped away for a little bit to deal with it with his health issue. Health issue, because I said there was, he had one of those portable heart um, deflimiter or whatever the hell you call those things. I guess he had one of those that he wore, but he didn't have it on. They said it was it was in his car, um, and maybe that would have helped him. I, I I don't know, but he was dealing with the health health issues after having COVID. So. Yeah, that one was a shocker because it was like days after Terry Funk passed, and I was like, "Man, what what's happening?" I mean, it's crazy, man. When it's your time, it's your time, uh, everyone. But it was it was just sad uh, on what happened. He was so young, and uh, he had a definitely had a, an awesome career. He had a good run in WWE and everything. So it was with the the. Uh, Everyone that paid tribute to him on SmackDown and then on Raw. Uh, even Seth Rollins was in the ring at a house show. There's videos of it. He was It was his buddy, man. And he was in the ring talking about him, and he broke down. I couldn't watch the whole video. It was it was sad enough. But, um, yeah, man, it was it was rough. I like that. Um, even uh, a tribute to Terry Funk uh, when uh, this past uh, weekend... Uh, payback, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, Kevin Owens, he had a he had his shirt on, his KO uh, shirt. And then he took it off during the match, and he had a Terry Funk T-shirt on, and everybody ah, everybody cheered. So I did too. I was I was I was psyched uh, to see that. So shout out to Kevin Owens. But yeah, Terry Funk, uh, Bray Wyatt, uh, rest in peace. You guys will be missed, and you left us with a lot of good matches. Um, I don't. I have the fiend somewhere in here. Um, I need. To, I need to get that other figure, the one when he's all burned up looking. But yeah, I, I liked it. when he became the fiend. I thought that was awesome. I wasn't. That wasn't a Firefly, 
or anything. But I did hold up my light when uh, he came out at one of those WrestleManias uh, that I was at. But anyway, WWE Payback 2023 Motor City. Was that where it was? Detroit? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Steel City, Pittsburgh. What was in Detroit? I think it was the last pay-per-view. But anyway, um, Pittsburgh. Uh, payback. There was a couple matches I was really uh, ready for. And then there was some matches that were just eh, okay. But I'm going to run through these really quick. The first match kickoff. If you guys did listen to our little uh, thing we did on um, on uh, Spotify for podcasts. It was right on. Thanks. Uh, we kind of did a little, quick little live ringside. It was only like a minute or two because then we came in at the, at towards the end of this match. But anyway, the first match was uh, Becky Lynch taking on Trish Stratus, um, WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, Trish, Stats, Trish Stratus in a steel cage match. Um, I thought it was pretty good on what what was going on. And uh, the way it finished, of course, uh, we knew Becky Lynch was going to end up pulling it out uh, via pinfall. And uh, what's her name? Zoe. What the hell was that? Zoe Stark. She got involved in it. And then Trish Stratus, her and her went at it. So we're going to see that match eventually. But as far as what happened in the cage, I thought it was cool. They were both taking hard hits. Uh, of course, you make mistakes. Every every time you try to do something, it isn't going to go through. But as far as them climbing around on top of the, the cage and everything, that was cool. Nobody jumped off of it. So, But it was good. I thought it was a good match, man, For especially for Trish Stratus. She's, what, 47, I think? And uh, she's still out there doing it. Still beautiful. Uh, Becky Lynch as well. Becky Lynch is a mother. Now, I think Trish Stratus has kids. I'm not really sure. But the match was good for what it was. And Zoe Stark, now I'm kind of looking forward to seeing that. I would go more Zoe Stark because she's a new up up and comer and she's a little younger. I, I think she'll beat the hell out of Trish, Trish Stratus, so we'll definitely see. But CBS Sports they gave that first match a B plus. Eh, okay, I'd, I'd I'd give it that. The next one I was really excited for this one. I have not seen the Miz in a pay per view in a while uh, or a premium event is what they call them. The Miz taking on uh, L.A. Knight. Uh, they gave this one a B minus. I would give this one a B plus. This was a good one. L.A. Knight, everybody everybody loves the Miz, but he's obviously the heel and everyone's booing him. L.A. Knight, can he be a face? Can he be a heel? I don't know. I thought he was more of a heel, but I guess he's a face because everyone's love, everyone loves him. I like L.A. Knight. He's badass. They, they, man, these two went hard at it. I, I, so I was all in it. And I love when L.A. Knight goes, the L.A. Knight. And everyone goes, yeah, when he does his whole thing to get everybody hyped up. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, with the match that they had. It was definitely a hard-hitting match. Both of them were beating the hell out of each other, and LA Knight ended up pulling it out in the end. All right, the next match. I was excited for this one, but I hate Austin Theory. Uh, United States Championship match, Rey Mysterio taking on dumbass Austin Theory. They gave this a B plus. Yeah, maybe me, maybe like a C plus. Oh, no, they gave it a B minus. I would have gave it a C plus. But um, I hate Austin Theory. But he's doing his job, making me hate him. And I know he came up super fast because when Vince McMahon was still on, that was his boy, and that's how he came up the ranks. Now he he's the United States Championship. He ended up uh, retaining his title. But Rey Mysterio was still out there doing it, and it's good to see Rey every time he pops in and, uh, and just all hell broke loose uh, in the match. But um, th- to me, this was a filler. But, um, yeah, it was what it was. 
The next one, the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship match, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn taking on uh, the Judgment Day or part of the Judgment Day, uh, Finn Balor and Damian Priest, El, was it El Senor Money in the Bank or whatever, El Senor something, I can't remember what he called himself. Um, but this match was awesome. I was I knew it was going to be good. It was a, uh, what they call it, a Steel City Street match or something stupid like that. Um, I thought this movie was, uh, this, this match was awesome. They gave it a B plus. I would have gave it an A plus cause it, man, they were beating the hell out of each other in the, in the ring with chairs. They broke out the tables. Uh, it went out of the ring into the crowd. Uh, Dominic Mysterio got involved, uh, dirty Dom and mommy. She even came in and speared, uh, they called it the eradicator or whatever. She came in and, and basically speared, Kevin Owens and he went crashing through the the bell area. I thought that was cool and so much was happening in this. Um, Kevin Owens even when they took it out into the crowd, he climbed up onto the to the rails and he had um, was it Damian Priest? No, was it, I can't remember. Yeah, Damian Priest or Finn Balor? I think it was Finn Balor. He had him on the table. Kevin Owens climbed up on top of the the rail that were into the stands and fans are right there ah hooting and hollering and he did a uh, um a moonsault into onto onto the table he just about missed the table and he took a hard one right on his ass so I'm sure his tailbone sore as hell right today but he it did hit uh, he did connect and it did break the table uh, I thought that was awesome uh, mommy coming into play and spearing Kevin Owens. Uh, Sami Zayn jumping off the top of the announce tables uh, and everything. Oh, and uh, what the hell was that one dude's name? Um, J.D. McDonough. Out of everyone that got beat up this match, he, he came in and interfered. Uh, Sami Zayn was just about to fin- pin, I think it was Damian Priest, and uh, J.D. McDonough came running in out of the crowd and grabbed Sami Zayn's foot and pulled him out. But then uh, Kevin Owens got a hold of uh, he came running in and just clotheslined uh, J.D. McDonough, then picked him up and popped up, power bombed him in onto the announce table. Um, when your adrenaline is flowing and you're just trying to keep the match moving as quick as fast as you can to keep it to keep it moving. Obviously, he was supposed to slam him on flat on top of the announce table, but he missed. He hit the edge. Of the announce table and when they showed the playback in slow motion you see jd mcdonough's back just fold on the hard edge because the edge of the of the announce table has like um i don't know if it's aluminum or metal it looks metal to me but either way he hit his back on that it didn't it didn't even break the table i knew what they were trying to do they were trying to break that table but it didn't break he just slammed his back right on that and then just rolled off and laid there but oh man, this match was awesome because everybody and the mother was getting involved in and out of the ring, through the tables, hit with chairs. Um, yeah, Kevin Owens tore off a shirt and had the Terry Funk shirt on under him. Um, he had I can't remember when, I think is when Kevin Owens was out in the crowd. He he came running back in and his face was all bloody. They had um was it uh, Philadelphia penguins i think that's the hockey team they had those jerseys on they broke out hockey sticks and they were beating the hell out of each other with them oh man this they used everything but the kitchen sink during this match i don't know why they gave it a b plus man this was an a plus match 
Uh, this was probably the highlight of the uh, of the whole pay per view for me. It's it's Philadelphia Flyers or Pittsburgh Penguins. All right, the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's what that's what they had. Um, dumbass uh, Michael Cole said they're even wearing uh, Pittsburgh Steeler jerseys, and then uh, dumbass um, Corey Graves went uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Anyway, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so <laughs> they had the terrible towel things that, right. that they swing around that they had there was a lot of yellow shirts in the crowd so they were all hooting and hollering with those but again they really went for it this match um it was awesome this is one definitely i'm gonna rewatch this match again because it was uh, i was like ah i was hooting and hollering but when mommy came running in rhea ripley i went ah i, I lost it but <laughs> this match was awesome uh the next thing they had is dumbass uh grayson waller had his little show dealing with cody rhodes and and all that and eh, to me it was just fillers but anyway the next match this is the one i was looking for the most uh the the women's world championship match uh mommy rhea ripley who's the champ taking on raquel rodriguez uh cory Graves. i think it was cory graves he slipped and called her uh raquel gonzalez that's her name. I don't. I don't know why they changed it to Rodriguez, but um, I don't know. But I think I mentioned this last week or the last episode. I have uh, Raquel's figure, but it's Raquel Gonzalez when she was in NXT. I don't know why they change everyone's names. Everyone. That's just what WWE does. But anyway, uh, I was really looking forward to this match. They were both kicking ass in uh, NXT. Raquel Rodriguez or Raquel Gonzalez back then. She did beat Rhea Ripley in the NXT days. But since this, they had their, their big match, and I was just ready for an all-out war. Uh, it started off a little slow, but as they really got into it, man, you could see that they were just huffing and puffing by the end of this match. But they beat the hell out of each other. Um, I believe Rhea Ripley is, I think she's as tall as me, 5'9". Raquel is 6 feet. So she's a tall gal. But man, they were beating the hell out of each other uh, towards the end. Uh, Rhea Ripley ended up pulling it out, and she's still the the women's world champion. And I thought that was really cool. Oh, oh, real quick, back to the 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 match, uh, the undisputed one. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were the champs, but Finn Balor and Damian Priest ended up winning. So they are the new undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. And when you say undisputed, they have both belts. They have the Raw Tag Team belt and the SmackDown belts. So those both they both left holding two belts each uh, out of the ring. And it looked like they were so beat up, they could hardly hold themselves up and, and get out of that ring. But it was cool to see it at the end because um, Dominic Mysterio was the, um, the, the, the something NXT champ. I can't remember what they called it. Um, so he had his belt, Damian Priest, and Finn Balor had both both of their belts, and Mommy was holding up her belt at the end, and there was an awesome shot of all of them standing on the stage uh, when that match was over. So I thought that was really sweet. But anyway, uh, Rhea Ripley ended up pulling it out in the end. Um, they gave it a B plus. Yeah, I, I would stick with that. It was it was hard hitting, but it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. I think the lead up to this pay per view or all. From premiere event or whatever uh, They did a little more harder stuff But uh, in the end of course I wanted Mommy to win and she did um, The last uh, main event The World Heavyweight Championship match I knew who was going to win because for some reason They always got to do this guy dirty uh, They brought him up and then they're like wasting him uh, 
the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Freckin' Rollins is the champ taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. All right. This one took a little bit to get going. But once it got going towards the end, I thought it was really cool. And I liked what was happening. They were both hella tired by the end. Uh, Finn Balor ended up pulling it out. Uh, Finn, uh, not Finn Balor. Uh, Seth Rollins ended up pulling it out in the end uh, via pinfall. And yeah, but it, it was what it was. They both do what they do. I was rooting more for Shinsuke because I would love to see another belt on him. But man, they did him dirty. I'm surprised they even let this match happen. Um, but at the end, when the cameras stop rolling, well, they're always rolling, but when the feed ends for us that are watching it at home, Seth Rollins was walking out of the ring, walking up the ramp, and Nakamura came running up behind him and knocked him down and then tried to beat him up some more, but security came in and grabbed him and got him out of the way. So (laughs) it is what it is. We'll see. We'll definitely see this match again. And I hope Shinsuke yeah, and put a belt on this man, please. Tired of you guys doing him dirty. But anyway, that was it for uh, WWE's Payback um, 2023. Listen to the wrestling returns. Brian and I will go into a little bit more and talk about what he liked and uh, other things that I liked about this pay-per-view. So, but with that, that is it for sports. Pushing the three-hour mark. What else are we doing? <laughs> yeah, let's just hurry through the rest uh any any uh pickups i got one thing um i was down in la i went to days of the dead wasn't as good as the vegas days of the dead it was seemed smaller um, and the celebrities i wanted to see canceled so i was mad (laughs) but uh there were some other things in there i wanted to get i'm kicking myself i wanted to get i saw a vhs copy of a kiss meets the phantom of the park and i meant to get it but i just completely spaced it um there was a skateboard in there i wanted but i was like i didn't like the color of course i'm gonna ride it but if i still want it to look good <laughs> so it wasn't the color i wanted but anyway i did pick up um children of the corn the the double pack of malachi and isaac the original children of the corn not that bullshit remake one um this was uh made by trick-or-treat studios uh mike sent me a picture i think he picked it up um, of course, I'm not going to open this. Um, so I saw it and I'm like, I had to guy, I had to buy it because I, I need it. I love these two characters, Courtney Gaines. And I can't remember the name of uh, the kid that played Isaac. Um, Isaac's got his little uh, his little suit that he was wearing and his black hat. Uh, he's got uh, the little staff with the corn cross. Malachi's got uh, there's on his side. He's got his big butcher knife that he wore. What are those? things that uh, the grim reaper carries you know what i'm talking about oh, yeah. tickles <laughs> yeah there's one of those he's got one of those that looks like a handheld one and uh another little uh corn cob cross if you guys have seen the movie you know what i'm talking about but uh it's a cool little sculpt man I-, I liked what they did here um it's got malachi with his mouth open if you guys remember the movie when he was screaming Outlander! when he's got his mouth wide open so he's obviously yelling i think that's what they got and it's cool and this guy isaac he's just scary little isaac if you guys have seen the movie watch the original i don't know as far as all the the however many more they made after it uh, i don't know um even the uh, the the first remake they did it was on tv it was all right and then 
I did talk about the the other remake they did not too long. I don't know if it was this year or if it was the end of last year. I can't remember. Garbage. Um, but the original one, nothing beats that one. The the eighties one. It, it's amazing. And I'm glad that I grabbed this. So I was happy that um, I got it. Oh, we were down there for. Um, well, I'll get to that when we do random recommendations. But anyway, yeah, Days of the Dead. I'm going to the one in Vegas. It's in February, and uh, hopefully. Um, the stars that I wanted to meet uh, will be there. Um, if not, I have to take a drive up to Oregon. Hopefully, I can meet her. I wanted to meet um, uh, Adrian King. She was Alice in the original uh, Friday the Thirteenth. She was the the final girl. So that was the main reason I went to I went to Days of the Day because she was supposed to be there, but she canceled, and I didn't know that until I got there. And the guy, he was um, the killer in Terror Train. He was supposed to be there too, and he wasn't. So I was like, man. But uh, a lot of the um, uh, the Colonial Marines from Aliens, they were all there. Hicks was there. Drake was there. Um, Vasquez. Um, what was the younger black guy's name? I can't remember the name. He was there. Uh, Apom was there. Uh, Newt, she was there. Shit, there was a bunch of them there. So, I mean, we saw, I was talking to the guy that played Drake. I, I don't know the actor's name because he was in the first episode of Ahsoka. And um, when I was up there talking to him, I said, I had no idea you were going to be up in that in that TV show. And then when you popped up on the screen, I, I said, my son and I were watching. I said, he hasn't seen Aliens yet. And he went, oh, you haven't watched it yet? He goes, no. So I, I, when you when you came on the screen, I went, Drake. And he just laughed. He was like, oh, man. He goes, right on, man. Thanks. I said, I don't know if you can be any more. If you're any more episodes, he was like, eh, I don't know. So I don't know. I assume he's going to be in more. I don't know. He he couldn't say. Um, oh, um, the Dream Warriors were there from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. They were supposed to have a panel. But we were, me and Eric were sitting in there. And I was like, the panel was supposed to be like at 3 or 2. And I was like, it's two o'clock. What's up? I just figured they were behind schedule and no one came. We're like, what the hell's happening? And then one of the uh, Kincaid, the the black guy that was in um, Dream Warriors, his character's name was Kincaid. I can't remember his real name. He came in and told us, he said, look, uh, I don't know why they didn't tell you guys. We're not having a panel because of the strike. They said, we're not supposed to be promoting stuff and i was thinking i i asked him i said you can't even talk about the stuff you guys did he goes we can but you can't he goes the you have to ask them a certain way so they can talk about it and i don't know it was it's a whole strike thing and i was like okay i mean they're they're that this means a lot to them. So that's why they couldn't talk about it. I mean, but I, I was, I don't know everyone. I don't, I don't know how it, how it works out, but I figured you could talk about older things you had done. Cause that's, I mean, that's why they're there. They're there signing, uh, pictures and merchandise of something that they were in a long time ago. So I was kind of shocked at that because there was guys that were there. Um, that did had did with Godzilla, uh, like guys that were in the suits, and um, 
and the Ultraman, he was there. They had panels, but I guess it's different over in Japan. I don't think it's their union or whatever it is isn't the same as here in America. Because I was like, oh, cool, man. I went in and uh, we were watching the Godzilla one. That one was really cool. They had a, they had a translator up there. And uh, I just said it was fun playing, getting in the suit and crushing things. So I don't know. I was kind of shocked. Um, well, I was mainly shocked that nobody came and told us that they weren't having a panel. If that guy, Kincaid, if he didn't come in, we wouldn't have known. Um, so I was like, okay. Whatever. I mean, well, well, I get it. Um, what the heck was that guy's name? It's going to kill me until I remember what his name was. I'm sure one of you guys are screaming it at me. His name is Ken Skos. I think that's how you say his name. He played uh, Kincaid. But he did talk about this new comic book he's got coming up. He uh, wrote uh, a comic and he, see, that's what I don't get. He said we were going to turn it into a movie too And I'm like well you just said you were not supposed to talk about uh, Promoting upcoming things I don't know See that's why I am i don't get uh, Why they couldn't talk about Something old But I don't know everyone The the one the, the dream warriors that were there Was uh, Ken Skos Or whatever you say his name Jennifer Rubin she played Taryn uh, Ira Heaton he played Will Bradley Gregg played Philip and Rodney Eastman played Joey. Those those five were there. Patricia Arquette, I doubt she'd ever do a horror convention. Uh, Robert England, he pops up every now and then, as well as Heather Langenkamp. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, he ain't popping up at no horror convention. He's he's too big time uh, for that. He was also in Dream Warriors. But yeah, I was kind of like, okay, I mean, you guys know more than us on why you can't promote things, but. I just thought it was just new stuff, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm just a fat guy behind a microphone. But anyway, yeah. Pickup wise, that's the only thing I got at uh, Days of the Dead. Cool. All right. Yeah, I'll be pretty quick with mine. Um, couple of soda releases uh, on a cold streak as far as chases go, but uh, sodas of Darth Maul, uh, Frontman from. Uh, Squid Game, the guy that's uh, in the black mask, black hood, dressed all in black. Kind of cool. Plain, but cool. Uh, And then the uh, bigger-sized Vader, which I was going to skip at first, but uh, you gifted me the Wampa and um, figured I should uh, keep it rolling. But uh, unlike the Wampa, which was a trace, uh, the Vader one I got was regular. So. That's okay, though. Um, and to top it off, uh, got a couple of the light and sounds ones. Uh, I had been wanting it ever since I heard, uh, I saw a video of it online. Uh, I don't think it was that popular of a release, but the uh, Black Panther, it doesn't sound anything like him. But <laughs> Wakanda forever! And I am the Black Panther! <laughs> It sounded so bad. I I had to have it because I thought it was it was so funny. But uh, I don't have that one in box. But what I do have in box is the uh, R two and uh, yeah, play a, a couple of his uh, light and sounds for you. What are these? 
yeah so uh what are what are these they're funko pops but they're light and sounds ones uh they've only done a few of these and uh two of the more recent releases is this r2d2 and then they did a black panther one and uh i don't have the Black Panther, I want to unbox right now, but uh, I'll have it unboxed for next pod, and I'll play it for you. It's That's what I was gonna say. I want to hear that. <laughs> it's it's so it's so bad. It's good, actually. I can probably dig it out real quick. I can be fast, but um, yeah, it's it was like I said. It was it was so bad. It was good to me. It was funny. It was released, and I don't think it was that big a hit, but. Uh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, I'm pretty fast at uh, unboxing these. Here you go. I am the Black Panther. Oh, Wakanda! Wakanda forever. I am the Black Panther. Oh, Wakanda! Wakanda forever. I am the Black Panther. <laughs> I couldn't just take clips from the movie. Well, I guess it's a Funko thing. <laughs> yeah. I I thought it was so bad. It's yeah, I thought it was good. So I don't I like, wait, I okay. We can have real R2 sounds, but we can't have a real Black Panther sound. They could have uh, they probably could have they let them Disney's still getting money from these things. They could have still licensed the voice clip from the movie or something. I don't know. That sounds terrible. I wonder who did the voice for it. Probably pretty funny though. <laughs> it sounds terrible. It looks cool. I'm looking at a picture of it. It looks cool, but that's what, like uh, I said, though, that's what made me want it. I I saw other people which are like, oh, that sucks. Like that sounds nothing like him. And I was like, oh, it's hella funny. I have to have it now. It's so bad, it's good. <laughs> Did this? Um, I guess I guess it's a limited edition. Did you get that one with the Indiana Jones and the um? The Shankara stones and the skull. I didn't, but I would like it. Was that something that just like came and went? I didn't even know that this was out. No, it's it's it hasn't been out that long. It's out now though, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll have to find this one. I like that one. I have Indy and Henry Jones Jr. and the little motorcycle and sidecar. That one's pretty cool. Ooh, weird. No mutt. Did he get one? He did not. No <laughs> love. Oh, man. I liked Indiana Jones, everyone. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Not good to go. On to uh, random recommendations. I guess I'll go first. Uh, make it easy. Hit you with the uh, Denzel triple header. Because uh, we might be doing the uh, the rewatch pod on it. Uh, make sure you watch uh, On Max, Out of Time, and Man on Fire. And uh, just because it's in theaters, and I highly recommend it, go ahead and check out uh, Equalizer Two on uh, Hulu. Um, having it on in the background as we've recorded, I can already. You know, I I remember it, but not every single thing. Uh, when comparing it to three, it doesn't stack up to three. Three is so good. Three is so good. Two is good, but three is so good. So, 
All right. Yeah, they'll triple header for you. <laughs> I am going to tell you to go watch. I think it's on Stars right now. Did this come out this year or last year? Um, Let me see. For some reason, I think oh, it came out last year. Uh, but this is a uh, fall when a high rise uh, when a high rise climb goes wrong. Best friends Becky and Hunter find themselves stuck at the top of a two thousand foot TV tower. It sounded stupid. It looked dumb when I saw the trailer, but when I watched it, oh my god, I loved this movie. I thought it was cool. If you have stars, it's streaming on there. Um, it's definitely worth a watch. It's one of those why, and you guys are stupid for doing this. Um, I'm scared of heights, so there's no way I would have went up there. Even if it was the safest and there was no, nothing would ever happen. And uh, no, <laughs> uh, this started a bunch of people. I don't know who they are, who they are other than Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Uh, Grace Caroline Curry as Becky and Virginia Gardner as Shiloh. Um, I did talk about this when I saw it, so definitely see it. Um, I say watch it. Uh, I watched the first time I saw it was on my phone and I was still dizzy. Um, my buddy told me he goes, man, you need to see this in a the theater, but it was already gone by the time I got around to see it. But it's worth the movie to watch, man. It's only an hour and forty seven minutes. It flies by pretty quick. I enjoyed it. I thought the CGI was good. Uh, obviously, they weren't going to film way up two thousand feet up on a tower. So, but if you guys are these extreme uh, people that want to climb things. Hey, if you fall or something happens to you, that that's your problem. But no way I would have done this. I don't even think I could have went up one story. I'm scared when I get up on the roof of my house. I couldn't imagine going 2,000 feet up in the air uh, like on something like this. And I would not climb. Even if there was a bag of money at the top that's all mine, tax-free, nope. But anyway, fall, check it out. It is on Stars. I did watch it, and yeah, I was feeling it. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's definitely one of those type of films. You you feel it. Yeah, you feel I, I, the the anxiety, the anxiousness. What'd you think of? No, not to spoil it, but what'd you think of the ending? I was kind of shocked a little. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I get it, but yeah, no, please. I mean, I would, you watched it on TV. I watched it on my phone, dude, and I was like gripping my uh, yeah. arm, yeah. the the armrests on the chair. I was watching right. it. Uh, right. I was like, man, I should have saw this in the theater. But <laughs> anyway, all right, music. What do you got? All right, uh, inspired by uh, her sibling being on uh, claim to fame, uh, made me go. Uh, Go check out uh, the Alicia Keys catalog, and it brought me back to probably my favorite track of hers. It was a hit, but probably not her biggest hit, but it's my favorite song of hers uh, from 2003 is The Diary of Alicia Keys, track number five, You Don't Know My Name. I love this track. Uh, I remember the video having uh, most stuff in it. And uh, usually not my kind of track. Like most Alicia Keys stuff, it is on the the slower side. But uh, I really like uh, the the beat of this and the feel of it. It's uh, it's a cozy song. Yeah, you don't know my name, Alicia Keys. All right, um, I'm gonna go back to 1992 to Pantera's 
vulgar display of power. And I'm going to go with, uh, I think it's track number four. And it's probably the biggest track off the album. This is Walk. The only reason I bring this up is I went and saw Pantera down in uh, L.A. last weekend. Or last Friday. At SoFi Stadium. Nice stadium. Um, uh, But it took, it was a maze to get to the floor. Uh, I'm going to say shout out to Rick and uh, Jennifer. Um, we went to we went to go down there to SoFi Stadium to see Metallica and uh, Pantera was one of the opening bands. Um, Wolfgang Van Halen's band opened the whole show. I re- really didn't get to see. I mean, I heard them and I looked and saw them on stage, but I didn't really get to see much of uh, his performance. But Pantera, everybody was there. Uh, I know a lot of people are like, ah, it's not Pantera. It's a, a cover band or a tribute band. It's it's a celebration. Because we all know that uh, Vinny and Dimebag Daryl uh, both passed away. Um, Vinny Paul passed uh, after his brother. His, bro- his brother Dimebag, he was murdered on stage. Um, some guy, crazy dude, just walked up on stage with a gun and shot him. Terrible, terrible. I mean, legendary guitar player. Um, I seen Pantera back in the club days, and then I saw him when they started doing arenas, and I didn't see any damage plan. But to see, just to hear the music of Pantera again in a big situation like that live. I'm going to see him again in October at uh, Aftershock. Um, but it was cool. I loved it when they did this song. I did film a video. I got too hyped. I was in the middle in the snake pit uh, that's in the center of the stage. Um, and everybody on the outskirts, that's where all the circle pits and everything were going on. So, But when I heard, heard, heard that first rift of walk, I was like, oh, shit. So me and Eric, we ran out and jumped into the, uh, to the pit. We were in the right one. It was going pretty hard. Uh, I filmed the video and put it on TikTok, and as I was going around, I went down because at the end of the video, I, I fell, and you see my hand, and then I, I, I cut the video right there. But uh, I still had a good time there. Again, shout out to Rick and Jennifer. Uh, thank you for uh, bringing us along to see it. Metallica tore it up; they were awesome. But to be in the middle uh, in the snake pit was awesome. If you did see my video of Jason Momoa. Uh, I was standing there watching uh, Charlie Benante. Charlie Benante from Anthrax was playing drums for Pantera, and Zach Wild was playing guitar. And it was then it was Rex and Phil, um, the other two guys in the band. They were up there, so it was good to see Phil. Man, he looked uh, like he was in shape and he sounded good. Um, the sound in the middle wasn't as loud as the sound on the outside of the stage. If you guys know uh, on Metallica's stage, it's round, so. There, everyone on the outskirts, and then we were in the middle, which was I thought was really cool. It was a good good view to see something like that. I've never been in the middle of uh, these snake pits that um, Metallica does, so it was awesome to do that. Um, everyone kept looking at us like, "Who are you? How are you? Why are you so special to go in there?" I'm just a friend of somebody that's in the band, <laughs> friend of a brother uh, that's in the band. Um, so it was cool, man. I, I thought it was awesome. I don't know how much those tickets were to be in the middle because people were asking us. I said, I have no idea. But um, it was really cool. Uh, we also met uh, Bob Rock. Uh, he was the producer for Metallica. He he did um, the Black Album and then a couple more albums after those ones. He was really cool. We were talking to him, and he, he I told Eric that he was a, a musician, and he gave him really good 
um, just told him, you know what, keep it up, keep playing, do what you're doing, and don't uh, don't ever stop. So he gave him some good advice. I thought that was awesome. Um, but yeah, Jason Momoa, I was standing there filming Charlie Benanti play the drums, and somebody bumped me on my left. So I turned my, I like just turned my whole body, but I was with the hand that I was holding my cam, my phone. I turned it with me, and Jason Momoa was standing right there. Like he bumped, he didn't like bump me hard, he like kind of just grazed me really. And I was like, who the hell is this? Because where we were. There wasn't a ton of people around me, so it wasn't like there was no reason for anyone to bump me or rush up against me. So I was like, okay, who is this? And then I looked up, and there he was. Jason Momoa was tall. And I was like, whoa, cool. So he then he just he took pictures, and then he walked off. Um, as I was filming the video, I turned around, and I caught another guy in the video, which I'm not a fan of this band. Um, I don't know his name. I think somebody said it in one of the comments on tiktok he's a singer for avenge sevenfold i seen them live once it's, it's not my bag baby um my sons eric and uh marky they they love avenge sevenfold it's i gave him a shot it's not for me um but he was standing there too eric saw him later and got a picture with him and he was he's like oh look who i met i was like who is that but like in TikTok, somebody said, "Hey, is that so and so?" And I went, "Who's that?" And then they said, "The singer for Event Sevenfold." So I had to show. I found the video and I, I found the part and I showed Eric. I said, "Who is this?" And he told me. I went, "Oh, okay, so cool." But uh, it was cool. There was some other people there um, that I saw. But there was, I guess, this, we only went to the first night. Um, the second night, we 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 had to come home. Um, but I guess they had there was a big uh, circle pit during Whiplash. And in the snake pit, because there's rules. They said no, no thrashing, no nothing. Just, just hang out in the middle. If you start getting too wild, they're gonna kick you out. But I guess since Jason Momoa was in there, they just let it happen. Because one dude, he was getting real excited, and he kind of bumped a couple people, and they grabbed him and took him out hella fast. I was like, man, that's fucked up. And he even said, he goes, well, you can let Jason Momoa jump up and down. And I can't, I fucked up. But they eventually let that guy back in. But yeah, man, that circle pit was Jason Momoa's. And I, I posted it on Instagram like a day or so ago. And I was thinking, that's cool and everything. It would have been awesome to be in it. But just because he's famous, you're going to let it go. But all right. I mean, I'm not in charge. I was following the rules. I was respectful in the, in the middle. But. Good time. Pantera, I thought they rocked. I thought it was a good job. Again, I'm going to see him again in October at Aftershock. But, yeah, vulgar display of power. Track number four, Walk. That is my recommendation. And I think that's it, boys and girls. We are it. it. We are over the three-hour mark. <laughs> so, oh, no. oh. But it's all right, man. We We had a lot of stuff to talk about. But, everyone, thank you so much for listening to the E-Society episode 295 yeah 295 um follow us on facebook just search e society and we're there uh go to anchor or anchor um podcast or god damn it um <laughs> spotify for podcasters go uh follow us there we got some more stuff over there as well follow us on youtube um did i put something up on there recently i can't remember uh, TikTok, I was just throwing a bunch of videos from the concert on there. I go to T Public, pick up an East Society shirt. Uh, follow us on X, East Society Pod, at Magnez Pod, at Theo Zisu. Follow us on Instagram, at East Society Pod, at Theo Zisu, at Magnez Pod. 
Follow us on TikTok, East Society Pod. And shout out to Mixlaw Beat Productions for our intro and outro music. For all the beats and everything that you need, go over to www.mixlawproduction.com and have at it. There's tons and tons of tracks on there for you to purchase. Use in your mixtapes or whatever. They still call them mixtapes. Use them in whatever in your recordings. Uh, awesome, awesome music. Thank you so much for letting us use uh, the intro and outro music for how many years now? Since 2016? That's right. 19, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, almost, almost seven years. Damn, can't believe we've been doing it that long. But anyway, yeah, our, our anniversary is this month, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it is. Our anniversary is this month. Um, because I do not remember. I know it was 2016, but what was the um? First episode we did. Do you remember? Um, no, I don't. It was it was in September. I know that. Let me see. Um, because I'm just counting all my episodes. Uh, right here. Oh, here, here we go. Here we go. I think we're getting close to okay. East Society. Well, at that time it was a show with no name. Uh, episode one, and we t- we titled it "The Show with No Name." Um, September 16th, 2016 Is when the very first episode Of the East Society There you so, go Yeah, we're coming up on our on our anniversary I don't know what we're going to do But we'll try to do something for you guys um, But yeah, everyone Thank you so much for listening uh, Big shout out to Brother Steve He's been with us since day one um, And everyone else That jumped onto the East Society As we go along Many, many members too many, too many to men to mention. Uh, a lot of them, that everybody that's been on the show, everyone that uh, listens to the show. Thank you so much, everyone, and uh, we'll definitely be back for more. What is today? We're on Monday. Um, okay. Oh, I will be down in um, Arizona at the Navajo Nation Fair on Thursday, September seventh, for the Megadeth show. It's, it's after the the rodeo. Uh, it's going to be cool to go back to the motherland and to be at a Megadeth show at the Navajo Fair. That's that's amazing. <laughs> Tickets are 20 bucks if they're still selling them. Uh, but if you go see Megadeth anywhere else, they're coming to Reno, $100. I'm like, what? How come I'm paying 20 here? And then if I get to go see them closer to my house, I got to pay 100 But I don't know. I might. I probably still probably pay that 100 anyway. But it'll be good to go back home. Uh, I'm going to go see my mom, my mom, my dad, and uh, my grandmother. Uh, shout out to her she took a little spill so she is trying to recover uh from that so i will definitely go down there and see as much family as i can probably just my mom my grandma and my my dad and everything but we'll be there if you're gonna be there anyone from the navajo nation listening to the show thank you um we'll see you wednesday or uh thursday at the uh, mega show probably walk around the fair for a little bit too because the show don't start until nine but anyway i'll probably get me some some eats. I ain't no mutton stew. I'm sorry, everyone. I can't do it no more. I just do not like that taste. Shout, shout out and prop to you that, that still keep it real and eat it. I, I'm too city-fied. I can't, I can't eat it no more. It, it just doesn't taste good. But I'm going to tear up some fried bread uh, while I'm down there. But anyway, everyone, just be safe. Listen to everything that we got here. Go down into the show notes. All the links to everything that we're a part of are there. 
and come back for more. Um, don't know when I'll do the Denzel watches, but I'm going to try to get them in yeah. uh, as quick as possible. So, But with that, everyone, please be safe out there. Come back next time and party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time. Have fun. Be safe. And we'll see you next time, society. Yeah.